On this week's episode of the We've Seen That Podcast, we watched Caddyshack. I'm Anthony. I'm Jim. And I'm back. music we are back and by we i mean all three of of the founding fathers of the we've seen that podcast boys it feels good to be back um the whole squad is home yeah and and i was i was a cocky son of a bitch last time when it came to if i was going to be on every pod and uh turns out i was not so i would like to start the show off by uh just a quick apology to the listeners but (laughs) I, guys, I wanted to start off with 26 years old, right? I could not have predicted the way that this year has gone so far. Let me let me just tell you. Um, I'm getting married June 5th, which is now almost a month away. That's fucking crazy. I'm in a new job where I'm doing responsibilities I never thought I'd be doing. Also fucking crazy. To top it off, Cassie and I decided to buy a fucking house, too. So... We are running the gambit right now, and I'm glad to be back on, but I'm going to be honest, I cannot guarantee through June 5th, I will be on every episode. Hmm. Um, Cassie's at her bachelorette party right now, so uh, I'm obviously free this weekend, but guys, planning a wedding is a lot of work, Uh, and if Cassie, if you're listening right now, you have done 98% of it, I've probably done about 2% of it. So I just I wanted to start off by saying life is fucking wild. That's that's my start to the podcast is life is fucking crazy because I know what you're talking about when it comes to half of it, because the day that we decided to buy this house because we bought in December, right, was maybe the most terrifying day of my life. Yeah. Sentencing yourself to 30 years of debt. Sign me up, man. Sounds fucking great. Yeah, and we we were in the process of like maybe building, but the price of building is the price of, you know, a Lamborghini right now. It's absurd. So, you know, it just kind of happened out of nowhere. We walked through a house. Cassie only didn't like like two things compared to her usual 15. And I was like, this is the one, you know. Um, So two things is manageable. Very much so. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome house. Um, I'm excited. But like I said, it's been a it's been a wild time. The other thing I wanted to say with that, with like moving jobs, with getting married, with buying a house right now, I am a firm believer in there is no such thing as like a limit of what you can do in life. So that's also what I wanted to start this podcast with is because if I looked back at where I was a year ago right now and I and you told me I'm doing these three things right now, I'd know the marriage one, like that one I kind of... That's my own fault because, you know, I got down on one knee. So <laughs> That's a great I knew that one. It. Yeah, well, you, you know what I mean. But point being, there's nothing you can't do. And with that being said, 
there's no reason why we won't get to 70,000 listeners on this show at some point. I was going to say, you're talking about three things, but also running, you know, the most popular <laughs> movie podcast in the country right now, too. So. 100%. Right. 100%. So imagine the weight on your shoulders trying to get – you know that 60,000 people are probably dying to hear your voice right now, yeah. and I can't be there. So I'm not I, – I was letting – thousands of people down and i apologize but (laughs) point being life's wild um what i also wanted to say was as i was off i listened to every episode uh multiple times i wanted to defend myself but couldn't which sucks because i i took some shit like adam 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 (laughs) hit me pretty hard a few times and i appreciate that because that was pretty fucking funny and i'd laugh my ass off each time he did it but i'm glad to be back to be able to defend you know, whatever takes you've been throwing about me, and I'm here for it. So, um, but also, you guys did a great job. Like, I actually legit was was driving to work, was enjoying listening to this podcast, and it was, like, so weird that, you know, I'm, I'm looking on Spotify and shit, there we are. Like, it's a real fucking thing. It's cool. So, um, glad to be back. Let's Let's get into it. Uh, well, do you want to lead off with what we're watching for yourself? <laughs> so I haven't had much time to watch practically anything. Um, the one thing Cassie and I have been able to watch because it's little 20-minute episodes is the new Mighty Duck series on uh, Disney+. Plus. It's not bad. And I thought it would be really bad. And it's actually kind of enjoyable and fun. Uh, all the kid characters in it are great. Um <sighs> Gosh, actress name from Gilmore Girls. What? Uh, what's her? Lorelai. Lorelai. Uh, she's amazing uh, in this show. She's the coach of the team, and she's phenomenal. Like Gordon Bombay's kind of in the background, like helping her out with coaching. But she's she's very good in this series. So uh, I would recommend watching this. I never thought I'd say that because when I saw the trailer, I was like, "This is beyond stupid." But I'm enjoying it. It's got like a little of the the Cobra Kai vibe that I kind of like. That's got the nostalgia of like the Mighty Ducks music in there and stuff. And um, Emilio still, he's still got it. <laughs> he, he's doing a great job in this series. And like, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Feel good show. Um, give it a watch. Have... That's Lauren Graham, by the way. Lauren Graham. Okay. Have yeah, that's they... her name. She plays Lorelai and Gilmore Girls. So okay. executed Sorry. the Flying V yet, Scott? No. And I'm assuming that's the climax, more Come than on. likely. It's got to be, right? Yeah. Well, the they, flying V is the climax. Yeah, I mean, in if, most in most movies of the Mighty Ducks, Jim, when they execute the flying V, it works. Except they tried it against Iceland in the first game of Mighty Ducks Two, and Iceland was having none of that shit. Yeah. So, I was just gonna but, say, if Bombay has his fingers on this offense, you know he's sprinkling that in a little bit somewhere. <laughs> and that's what I actually really like about the show is I thought for sure. They'd like take the coaching reins from, um, from you just said her name, Lauren. What what's her last name? Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham. I thought for sure they'd take the coaching reins from her, which I wouldn't have liked because it'd be too easy for Bombay to be coaching the team. And I just kind of like how they're building chemistry between uh, Estevez and Graham together. And it's kind of heading towards they're probably going to date. More than I was going to say, is she like a divorced or single mom? She's a single mom. Um, the dad was just in a recent episode. The dad's like a roadie for um, uh, like a band. He 
or he is in a band. It's a shitty band. And it's hilarious because in the episode, they're talking about um, they got landed a gig in Madison. And if they get a gig in Madison, that opens up Milwaukee and Green Bay. Like wow. those cities were mentioned because this is based out of Minnesota. Um, so he was all psyched about hitting the Wisconsin, the, the Wisconsin road, which I don't think Milwaukee's going to make your career take off. But that's just me. So. Uh, that is hey, Milwaukee is probably a gateway to Chicago, man. You know, and and the more I think about it, Milwaukee probably is kind of a big deal because you got Summerfest there, you've got the Rave there, both really big music venues. So so maybe he's right, but yeah, no, she like Estevez. I don't think he in any of the movies was ever like married or anything. Um, he tries to go for Charlie's mom in the first movie, if I recall. So it's almost the same plot here because the kid, it, it, that's where I'm kind of like, maybe they're not going to let this happen because the kid's involved and I I don't know. But anyway. So you're saying he's got a type. Yeah. Hockey moms. I think that's his type. But uh, Estevez's type is hockey. It makes sense. Yeah. But it's weird because like he swore off hockey in this show. Like he's like, I hate hockey. Like I was a college D1 coach and I gave kid money so he could buy some skates and then I got recruiting bands, and I was like, oh, man. that Like, come on. Nick Saban is probably out there paying for God knows what. And and you got you got axed for buying a kid's skates? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Feel-good story for Bombay, hopefully. Hopefully he finds peace in the end. Well, he's just driving a Samboni at a really shitty ice rink. Like, and he's like an so old slouch. So, throws in, off... In he swears off hockey, but he still can't quite get away. He's, it he's literally, driving a Zamboni for a job, dude, man. So, so, so he's got an ice rink, and above the ice rink, it legit in like a huge sign says "No Hockey." Like it's just <laughs> so, so. If you want to practice there, you're SOL because he will not rent it out to hockey. But he's also complaining about not being able to pay the bills. Mm. So. Yeah, that, I, I, I don't so know. maybe he should rent his ice rink to people to, to, for hockey. Yeah, correct. Right. But there's flaws. But I I'm having fun with the show. It's it's a lot of fun, and that's the most important part. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's 20 minute episodes. It's an easy watch. So, um, but that's literally all I've been watching. I know you guys are all in on Falcon and Winter Soldier. I can't speak on it because I have no idea. I and and I don't. To be honest, I don't plan on it. I'm Did gonna... you not watch it, Anthony? Uh, it just came out today. That a word. Yeah, I got up early just so I could watch. I went to work it. at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, some of us have jobs. Um, I got up at four thirty to walk the dog specifically, Whoa. so I could be sitting on the couch at five thirty. You know, watching the damn show. I'm when... gonna flex on you bo- both. I I got up at four a.m. to go to the gym. No big deal. Well, see, that's I. No wonder you're so damn busy spending time in the gym instead of getting taxes done. No, I still do that. Believe me. I went to work, only... worked, yeah. came mm-hmm. home, went to the gym mm-hmm. after I got home, and then I kind of just ate food, and now I'm here. So we're we're getting. We're getting <laughs> I saw Jim had it on the outline here, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" He fit it in too, <laughs> and I did not watch the last episode. Fuck! We're getting close. We're getting close to swimsuit season, so you know. I, <laughs> and 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 I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> gotta make sure your waist is trim. Yeah, well, by it. that I never am saying like I'm gonna have swimsuit bod. I just gotta keep this 
the way it is you know like it's nothing at this point yeah yeah it's never gonna get great i know that it's just like i need to stay normal and not let it go because i could and i come close to everybody at my work now knows my skittles addiction it is severe i was going through a family size bag a week guys like you're shitting me i'm not just keep it on your desk and just dig into it yeah that was my food that was my food. <laughs> that and, like, quick drip eggs still? Remember? No, no. <laughs> Cassie found out about that, like, when I was working at Baker Tilly, and she's like, you spend $2.60 on four hard-boiled eggs when you could buy 12 for 99 cents. I'm like, when you say it that way, it, it does sound pretty stupid. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean. Have you had the quick trip hard-boiled eggs? They're convenient. Of course I have. Phenomenal. Well, yeah, Phenomenal. I mean, it's convenient and they taste good, so... <laughs> Their profit margin on one egg there is like, it's it's almost a hundred percent. I mean, to think that you could take twenty minutes out of your day, you buy twenty four eggs and just hard boil them, and it takes probably twenty minutes work, and you'd just be set yeah. for like two weeks or a week. It's literally the fact <laughs> I don't want to crack and peel them. That's yeah. it. That is it. <laughs> That's that the is the reason it. why I spend two dollars and sixty cents a quick trip on four eggs. I know. I know the. I, I had to stop. I had to stop. It it happened. Um, but yeah, quick trip reels us all in for one thing or another, man. I've, I was, I, I just went there beforehand to pick up some mixies for this. Uh, pigs were out of lettuce too, but yeah, I, I make a stop there probably five times a week. Yeah. I think that's, that's a safe bet. You gotta. So, yeah. And I'm imagining for my party next weekend, there's going to be probably at least three stops at quick trip. Well, we'll need something. Breath. I mean, Rob will need, Rob will need pong balls. He'll need cups. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just be prepared. <laughs> My my brother does this thing, Jim, where um he's gonna want to like face everyone by himself yeah. in flip cup. He calls it Rob versus all, and it <laughs> and it eventually turns into full cup flip cup Rob versus full all. cup flip so cup. So he'll Rob take on like all. four people, and he'll have to drink four full cups of beer and flip and try to win. Yeah, you don't know what you're get getting yourself he's into. An, he's an animal. <laughs> yeah, well, not anymore though, because he just always ends up puking. Well, he night. will. Like, he'll puke. He'll be the drunkest one there. One probably. of the days, Friday night, probably. I don't know. You guys are in for quite the wild card of uh, of men at this place. Like, I think there could. It, we don't know who's going to be the most drunk. Well, because be there's anybody. a couple of your buddies that I haven't met. I like. Met. I could. I could say that almost three people are like minus one twenty five for betting. You you just don't. You can't set bad odds because you don't I'm, know what's going to happen. I'm a good candidate. I tend to get really yeah. drunk. I'd put you at like plus one fifty though. I, cause like, I think Rob's like a minus, he's probably like a minus three. I think Rob's, Easy. Uh, is Rob the favorite? Yes. And you're, I in your should opinion, be. You should be, but I should we all be. know how I, that's going to go. Well, I know you'll get I drunk. Like, I, know, I have no doubt I that. will. I will. I just, but like, I still do have an internal, like, I know, I still know where I am, but from what I've heard, that kind of goes away in a bachelor party, so I'm nervous about that. I have been given advice, um, from from someone who straight up said tell the bartenders to pour you uh water instead of real shots and i may take that and you guys would never know no so, i shouldn't i just gave myself away yeah, you did to the Damn to it. everyone listening to yeah. sixty thousand people yeah. what the fuck dude probably at least half of green bay now knows right so that sucks <laughs> as long as we end up at the sardine can at least once we'll be there we'll be there, there we we'll go. be there I've heard tale of this bar. You've never, yeah, you've never, never, never been there? No, I've even no. been to the Dean can. 
Man. Yeah. yeah this is the first time for everything, man. There is. It's been hyped. I hope it lives it up. It is a oh, shit I, show. <laughs> I think it lived up when I was like I do like twenty hope oh sorry, Scott. I just hope the weather's kinda nice because I do like the half and half sort of vibe they got going on, like outside inside yeah. thing. I do like that. From, oh yeah. From what I've read, we're gonna be in the sixties, boys. So I well, that's nice. perfect. I mean, but at night yeah, though it'll probably be that. like forties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Long sleeve black t shirt. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Oh, Ab- straight absolutely not. One hundred percent. So, all right, I've taken enough. Let's time. get this shit Jesus. back on the rails. Yeah. Anthony, what have you been watching other than Falcon and the Winter Soldier? <sighs> I watched a lot, which is I saw. It's too bad Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out on Fridays because that's like, you know, and, and then recording on Friday hurts me terribly because I work and then go to the gym and I just ran out of time. So I apologize, Jim, because I'm sure it was was it good. Did you like it at least? Do you want my score out of ten? Yeah, yeah, like a five. Uh, oh, okay. So no. Okay, so it's it's yeah, eight. especially coming after the last one, which I'd say in hindsight is at least an eight. Yeah, it was really oh. good. Okay, did they like? Because they had a lot. We talked about it. They had a lot to finish up on. Did they kind of just leave you hanging quite a bit? The Game of Thrones did a little bit. Uh, like speed. There should like have been maybe more. No, like. uh there should have been another episode or two yeah. in oh, my mind. This is a finale? Yeah, it's yeah. Just only six yeah. Only six episodes in this season. They did really oh pull a gosh. Game of Thrones, huh? Yeah, Fires. but we will in-depth in discuss <laughs> next I, week. Every time Game of Thrones is mentioned. So you have to watch it in like the next three days. <laughs> Scott, stop. He's about to go off. Don't do I know it. he's going to do fire it. Me the more you talk about it, the more we're <laughs> yeah. going to dwell on it. I said every- we are going to do a Game of Thrones shit episode, <laughs> and I will stand to it. Like episode f- I, fucking forty two no, or something. I don't. We're doing it. I don't want like an episode. We do it. I just want you like out of nowhere. I want to be like Game of Thrones season eight, and I just want to see your disappointment on your face. I can't. And the more of these whiskeys I drink, it could happen this episode. No one would ever. It's know. beautiful. I can't wait. I'm don't. gonna bring it up at the end, just like brands the king, and you're gonna be like fucking a. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's almost happened. What right did there. I watch? I went through a Richard Linklater like twosome so i know there's probably plenty of who's, listeners who's richard linklater he's a director directed dazed okay. and confused and everybody wants them um got it so i don't know maybe you guys haven't seen it but it's kind of a cult classic obviously um there might be a lot of listeners that might give a shit i know this is the first time i had ever seen this movie dazed and confused is the one i'm talking about right now um but it's like it's great dude it's the synopsis is like a, the adventures of high school and junior high students on the last day of school in May set 1976. Like it's legit. Okay. The best soundtrack I've ever heard in a movie. I'll probably go down to my grave saying that. Ooh. And it's, it's just a fun, like it's just high schoolers back when the drinking age was 18. So like that explains a lot because <laughs> they're just like going to the <laughs> bars and like buying beer. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on there in high school? But then, it, then again, they're eight, supposed to be 18. So um, it's every bit as good as people would say, because it is kind of a cult classic. It's like McConaughey's first movie. Um, and it basically starts like the, all right, all right, all right. And that whole sort of oh. thing. Yeah. He that's he's Blondie in that one. Then he is a blonde. The, yeah, he plays yep. Woodard or something is his name. Right. In the movie. Um, so it's been around for that long. Yeah, it came out. It, yeah, this movie came out in '93. So wow, it's been out for a okay. while. Uh, yeah, so it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. It's only an hour and forty minutes long too. So I had to 
it is on Prime actually for streaming for free if anybody's interested. But um, yeah, great movie. Um, and then, like I said, I watched Everybody Wants Some, which is the same director, Richard Richard Linklater. Kind of the same concept, like a pseudo sequel, only with like kids going into college. He follows like a young freshman in college joining the baseball team. And it's basically just dudes hanging out and partying and like before college, like a couple days before college classes start. It's it's a good time. Dazed and Confused, I think, is, is better. But um I'm glad I got to watch. What kind of scores you got for these? Uh, Dazed and Confused, I definitely would give like an 8 out of 10. Okay. And I'd probably fall like a 6 or set, 6 probably on Everybody Wants Some. It was still fun. The dialogue in both movies is great. Like, it's a lot of, it's not sort of like what happens. You know, you kind of pay attention to like, you know, the nuances of the movie and like, you know, the intricacies. Like, it's very period pieced because I think everybody wants some takes place in like the eighties. So like the clothing and everything in both movies is awesome. Obviously days and confuses the seventies, but yeah, I don't know. A lot of fun. I'm glad I finally got around to them. And then for the anime fans, I started the show demon slayer on Netflix. Um, definitely actually very good. Like it follows like a young kid whose family gets murdered by a demon and then he kind of wants to become a demon slayer, so he joins this, like, you know, group of people who hunt down human-eating demons. And I'm, like, f- seven episodes in, so it's pretty good. There's a movie coming out, actually, like, and it's going to be in the... Yeah, Adam's fucking hyped. He was just texting oh, really? me about it. Today. So he'll love this. Yeah. yeah. So he'll, he'll, have to, he'll have to be on for that. I was one, trying right? to finish the show before the movie came out because we were maybe going to go tomorrow in theaters but i don't know if i'll get there's like 25 episodes so i'd have to really put in the work like tomorrow oh yeah, you can do it i don't know they're only like 30 minute episodes so it's possible it, we'll it'd be a big night yeah it'd be a big so you're night saying there's a chance right right yeah. so but yeah i was pretty busy other than than the movie we got for the pod but oh shit about time i got something to add to this except for falcon and winter soldier jim we've been kind of bums in terms of what we're watching lately i, I <laughs> so i'm glad we both yeah. had actual movies this week yeah. anyway what about you bud i watched the new mutants uh from 2020 starring mm-hmm. Maisie williams anya taylor joy and charlie heaton and Ooh, yikes it was bad so i've heard yeah. no yeah i mean so the one and full spoilers here like the one girl is a native american and she's a telepath of sorts and, like, makes people's worst nightmares come true. So a monster or, like, magic bear or spirit bear comes and destroys her town and kills everyone. So then she gets picked up by this, quote-unquote, doctor who is, like, uh, screening these group of teenage mutants to send them off to another corporation where they'll be experimented on. And it's boring, which is maybe the most offensive thing. Um, and, uh, oh man, it's just no good. And like acting is bad, especially from like Anya Taylor-Joy, I, someone who I think probably could have done no wrong very much so did wrong in this movie. I've heard nothing but and And things. Maisie Williams was a train wreck too. Yeah, about this movie, which is unfortunate because like, remember the trailer came out like two years before the movie actually came out because it was just delayed over and over and over again and it looked interesting because it was like this is an x-men movie but it's like 
really like with a it's like adjacent yeah kind of, with yeah. Like a horror vibe to it at least how that's what the trailer looked like so it was interesting but yeah yeah but they didn't deliver on the horror right. stuff like you could tell that that was the vibe they were going for but it didn't land yeah and that's what i've heard so yeah it's it kind of makes sense that you would feel that way because <laughs> i've been meaning to watch it now that it's on hbo but i don't know if it's even worth the time yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know if I said my score, but I gave it a three out of ten. Yuck! Hmm. Not, not again. <laughs> um, I have a question. Uh, Vizio TV owner here. Um, I don't think I can get HBO Max as the app. Like I have been looking forever, and I cannot I don't get think it. It is on Vizio. Sometimes the brands can't make agreements. So how do you have what? to buy a Fire Stick? I- Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, or a Roku. Yeah. Do point? research though, because for a while HBO couldn't make deals with Roku and now it's finally on there. I, know we have I don't a... know if they've made a deal with Amazon. I know or it's not. on Fire Stick if you want to fork over like forty bucks for one of those. We have a Roku. Oh, and I know for sure it's on Roku, so either yeah. one will work then. Because we're we are we are gonna be watching Mortal Kombat and I'm gonna have to fucking go to the theaters if, if, at this rate. Oh darn. Yeah. Shit. Darn. Damn. <laughs> Did you guys know too for healthcare workers free large popcorn right now? So I'm gonna probably just take cassie in there and be like hey flash the badge please jesus (laughs) boom free popcorn is she actually gonna watch that movie with you that's the thing is like i'm i'm gonna have to probably lie and say we're going to a different movie because there's not a chance in hell she'd want to go see like finish him like there's no way no get over here (laughs) no way you'll lie and she'll just agree to it when you get there well, no, I mean, I'll, if I lie... You'd have to get and, the tickets online ahead of time. Yeah, I mean, I could say we're going to a different movie. She'll figure it out in a second and probably hate me, but that's the only way it's going to work. Uh, oops, like, I bought the wrong tickets. I guess we're here <laughs> now. Yeah. And I'll have, Just like, so my happens notebook. we're reviewing this on the pod. And I'll have my notebook in yes. hand, like, writing notes. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not going to work. I'm probably going to have to go alone. I just may have her flash her badge and then leave for me. You know, Scott, but, I mean, if, if you don't mind watching on the screen, you can just log into my thing on the computer too yeah if i may have to watch on the computer that that may be the case or or i may just have to pretend that i watched it and let you guys carry the entire time and then just occasionally be like i love the part where he was like finish it <laughs> that would be a great second episode back yeah well you know <laughs> love it fair enough fair <laughs> enough yeah you're really giving yourself away scott i know i i but i mean that's the older you get the more you realize honesty is the best policy, and um, there's no way I could get away with taking her to Mortal Kombat. I'm, I'm well aware of that. I would have to say, we're going to Mortal Kombat. It's for my podcast. Do me a solid. Then, maybe. It would have oh, to come with, like... She didn't do that for you. That's as nice as you You'd have ask. to owe her, like, three movies. Okay, guys, in, in retrospect, she has been doing all the wedding shit, and I come home and go to sleep, so, like... It, how's that going to go? have very few cards like, to play. That's yeah, what you're it's like, saying. hey, I've got some free time. Let's go see Mortal Kombat as opposed to... Watch we could people slice yeah. each other in half for two hours. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you if there's a movie she would hate more than Mortal Kombat, I don't know what it is, but it would be up there as like she'd be very miserable, more than likely. So I don't want to do that. True. But um, I'm going to have to find a way to watch. I'll find a way. I'll watch it on my phone if I have to. Oh, it's been a while yeah. since you heard that live Scott. i know and it wasn't me providing it that's all jim now because i actually finally sent him the sound uh of it i said i'd do it like three times and i never did well he's and had then, it for like how <laughs> you've been gone for like six yeah, literal months so. <laughs> but to get it was like pulling teeth wasn't it jim? true it was <laughs> 
had to teach him how to use his goddamn iPhone. It's like it's like clients trying to get a hold of me right now. Yeah, <laughs> Three emails luck. later. Yeah, right. Yeah, you what can are, just okay. use COVID, Scott. COVID has become the excuse for anyone I deal with in the program. That's one hundred percent true. Too. Like, I, it's literally, like, it's been great. I send cause... emails to people and they don't get back to you, and they're just like, "Well, oh, that's COVID. It's been so busy." And it's just I have like, two oh, okay, options. Cool. <laughs> I have two options. I either say it's COVID or it's the IRS, and nobody asks questions See? after that. There it's great. <laughs> it's it's amazing. So if that's one good thing out of this pandemic. It's gave you an excuse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's great. Like if I don't want to do something, shit, I got tested yesterday. Like right. I can't go. Oh, so we had a guy come in here may have had COVID. Sorry. Yeah. Got, got crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and not to say like we're downplaying the pandemic here no, just, it, it, just... it is definitely like the best excuse of all time right now and in, in a world where we need excuses for shit we don't want to do beautiful yeah, it's beautiful you can't argue so, it against it. no so. it's it, it's it's like no we're not going to talk about that um I, jim do you want me to start this off no i got this shit okay. one thing we do want to do is fucking high porn though First thing, Marvel dropped a trailer for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's a kung fu movie uh, set in, I want to say the Bay Area. Excuse me if that's wrong. Um, Yeah, it looks so fucking cool. cool. Way different um, in terms of genre for what they're doing. I'm all aboard the hype hype train for this. Dude, I love how it looks like it's filmed like an actual like old school kung fu movie too. Great. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that like the music background of of the trailer was a little bit of like remix of K-pop, which is pretty sweet. So uh, the soundtrack sounds awesome. I'm really excited for that. But I, but but to state it here first, I know nothing about this fucking character. Same. Yeah, I didn't even know they I. existed. So I that's apologize fine. for that. And that's that's fine because like I feel like we'll get a fresh perspective. So this on is a it. movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, it looks so, good. And let's just give credit to a couple of the stars here. Um, we got Simu Liu, Aquafina, and Tony Chi Wai Leung. And I'm sorry because I obviously butchered all of those. But yeah, it's heavily um, Asian cast here, which is awesome. So going to get a lot of spotlight time for them, mm-hmm. you know, and big, big thing to get. An Asian-led superhero movie. Fox, so yeah, it looks really exciting for looks, that, and it actually looks good too. So it does, it does, and, and like I love, I I could watch a whole movie of this guy trying to punch through that wooden beam, like it, like you could see the dents in it from when he was a kid. Training. I was like, yeah, I'm here for when he breaks through that bastard because you know it's coming. Oh yeah, but yeah, you know that's got to happen, right? In the movie. He'll yeah. be like, he'll be like beaten down a little bit, and he'll be trying yeah. to like find himself, and he'll just crack through and just break the whole fucking thing, and then just like, yep. all right, it's go time. I'm I'm Ready. in, I'm in, I'm in, so in. Next piece of hype we have is Sp- the MCU Spider-Man movies. I'm not sure if this applies to the Sam Raimi ones or the Andrew Garfield ones. Um, and other Sony movies are going to be coming to Disney+. Plus. They signed like a four-year deal. It's like for 2021 through like 2025 or 26. And they will be exclusively streaming on Disney+. Plus. Well, at some point, I already guaranteed we're doing Spider-Man 3 on this pod. I, I don't know when it's coming. You want to do this- three? The Toby one? Yes, with Toby. The yes. bad one? I want why? to. What do you mean? Why? There's so much to talk about. Are you it kidding? It's absurd. But this isn't this isn't a podcast about only movies we like here. You know, like we need to do some bad ones. They make for phenomenal content. And I mean, let's say this: Eric Foreman is Venom, pristine casting. <sighs> yeah. Well, 
Um, oh, yeah, dude. God, you just... I was, like, thinking of the actual actor's name, and I'm like, what are you Telford talking Grace. about? Yeah, yeah, I got it now. But, yeah, no, I, we, this movie has to be reviewed. The scene of him as, like, Black Suit Spider-Man is one of the cinematic masterpieces it is of crazy. What, him dancing down the street? Yeah. But speaking of which, have you guys seen um, Bully Tobey Maguire videos on YouTube? Because those are the funniest fucking things ever it's it's all like edits of him into other movies and there's one of duel of fates where he's fighting darth maul it is the greatest thing i've ever seen i i'll send you guys the link we may want to post this it's that funny Um, but bully mcguire check it out it's amazing Well, just to like piggyback off that though i keep seeing more and more things about how it it is confirmed that it those two are going to be in the next spider-man so awesome can't wait it's gonna be the greatest so cool. movie of all time it might i be. love it i fucking <laughs> love it are they incorporating um into the spidey verse as well or that would be dope i don't if think they, they're pulling that. i don't think so oh, but if they found somebody like or the guy that played miles morales if they brought him into live that would be fucking sweet that'd be yeah so you have to think that they'll hopefully give him a cameo whether it's the same guy yeah. who did it for into the spider verse or not um, but also Tom Holland has come out and said that he wants to continue playing Spider-Man anyway. Which okay. I'm all for, too. I mean, I but his Tom contract Holland. is up. Right. How crazy is that, though, that an animated Spider-Man, and I'm I'm dead serious about this, I think that is the best Spider-Man It might be. Movie. You could make the argument. It, that movie was it's incredible. So I can get behind fun, that. Yeah. It's so fucking good. Like, I, it, it's amazing. And just the soundtrack to that one, the, the different characters in it, incredible movie. Yeah. And the animation, like unreal so if they could intertwine that somehow where they go into like an animated universe for a bit with no i don't know if I i'm not like sure that that, that would land that's too far yeah it's too yeah, far that, that's one step too far okay i'm a little excited coming back from my first pod oh, i got a lot of right. ideas but the so. fact that they're planning on doing that and then also though scott like toby Maguire is gonna get like his on his own spider-man again is just like amazing if that's it's if like that's true which and, is, and it will, is. It'll be a sequel? Well, yeah, Spider-Man 4 would be. <laughs> well, it's not... Yes and, or, is, yes or was and, it a soft reboot? Yes and no, only because Sam Raimi is directing the new Doctor Strange movie. Okay. So that's going to open up probably, obviously, the new multiverse. Right. So piggybacking, it's not going to be like, from what I read, it's not going to like relate much to the mcu only for the fact that like it'll probably have some sort of small cameo f- right with with the new doctor strange movie and, it'll, and then it'll just be it's like its own standalone thing it's basically spider-man 4 which they planned on doing but never eventually happened so but it, yeah. it i can't wait i love those fucking first the first two are great three three is awful but it still holds a special place in my heart but uh, we uh, yeah that's Dude, two is apparently going to hold a special place on the pop. Two is amazing, though. And Doc Ock coming back, you know, both him and Jamie Foxx confirmed as villains in in this. Because Jamie Foxx played Electro in the in the Andrew Garfield, Andrew Garfield ones, ones. So they they did him a little if, dirty in that movie too. Because I didn't think, yeah, well, because like it wasn't. There's too many villains. Yeah, exactly. And, and like that one wasn't that good. The second Andrew Garfield one, I don't think was that good. No. With, I actually am a big apologist for both of those movies. Well, I, I like, like him. The first better was, than any the first of the Toby was, ones. Really? The first was really, really good. And and I'm like the biggest Emma Stone fan in the world. Well, yeah. So like maybe I was a little sad she got killed off in the second one. But Okay, well, someone said it now. I fucking cried. I was very upset. It was bad. I'm, it was bad. Well, I didn't really care that much. What do you mean it was bad? Well, no, I like not bad like in a sad way. 
Oh, like, I thought no. you like the fact that they did it was bad. No, and I, was, I like, was like surprised. Well, no, there's you're supposed she's supposed to die, right? Like that's the idea. And then he meets Mary Jane. Isn't that the the well, comic book you are way? asking the wrong guy? I'm pretty sure that's the case. I, I just thought. know it, that he had Adam. He, we would ex- appreciate a text message reporting back. Yeah, right. How correct this how is, I, Adam? Yeah, <laughs> report. <laughs> right. Well, all, how I understand it is like Peter Parker has like kind of two love interests in the. Obviously, Toby, they went with MJ, which is, like, the most famous one. But he also had kind of a thing with um, Gwen Stacy, Stacy too. Mm-hmm. And who, in one of the... Gwen Stacy, like, becomes... Well, you see it... Spider-Gwen. Yeah, into the Spider-Verse. She's one right. of the Spider-Men. So, yeah. in, like, Emily. some verse, universe, you know, she happens to be the one. Right. But, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm glad they went the other way and not, like, just MJ again. So, that was kind of cool. Yeah. No, I like those movies, Jim. I'm a huge fan of yeah, Andrew Garfield. I, the second, I think the second wasn't very good. I thought the first was amazing. I, I really liked the first one. And That's I really the one liked with the Tom the Lizard, right? Yeah. The first yep. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the Tom Holland one too. So Well those have all been, I have yet to see any of the Tom Holland they're, ones. They've it's all on my good. MCU rewatch. Yeah. They're all really yeah. good. I like his relationship with Tony Stark. It's yep. pretty good. Yep. Perfect. Anyways. Next, how I met your father, Jim. Honestly, it's gonna be fucking good. I, every single person I've read up is to like, you guys because I haven't uh, even really every, seen every every single thing I've read is like this is gonna be awful. It's gonna be awful. First of all, Hulu's making it. I have full faith in them. Like I, I think it's gonna be really good. And Hillary Duff's in it. It's gonna be good. Give it a chance. I'm quietly hopeful, but yeah. like I was, I I don't know which group chat it was in. But I was telling Adam, the odds of me watching five episodes is like 80%, but the odds of me watching 10 episodes is like 15%. Maybe. But I, I, I do think it's going to be pretty good because I trust Hulu. That's that's my hope is like they're not going to just make some trash reboot. They're going to try. So I think it's going to be pretty good. And And I'm just, I'm wondering how good it'll be because also, and I believe Disney owns a controlling share of Hulu. Like, more than half. Okay. So, that basically means that to one degree or another, this is a Disney show. And part of the reason Hilary Duff didn't get to make her Lizzie McGuire show she wanted is she wanted to do, like, an adult take on the character because she's, like, fucking 30 years old. Um, Oh, that'd be awesome. And and Disney was, like, not on board for that. They're like, no, Disney is a family property. You know, we we deal in family problems. So... Whether or not this is to make up for the fact that like she didn't get to do what she wanted to do, or um, if it's going to end up being watered down, not not that How I Met Your Mother was ever wildly raunchy or bad, right? You know, because it, it was the, still on network television. It pushed but... the boundaries occasionally. It, it did. Um, well, yeah, smoking, drinking, drugs. Yeah, you know, I mean, it dealt with all of that, which are things that Disney probably would not generally want to have in their stuff. Yeah, but like I I like the idea of hearing the other side of the story. If that's what they're kind of going for is the... Complete... I think this is Ted's daughter Oh, is what it's supposed to be. And okay. she's now telling the story. Well, it'll be... It's interesting because, like, if you go through the story of Ted, I mean, Ted's kind of a fucking asshole. Like, as you're going through the seasons, he's not exactly... I mean, I He's not know. a good guy. No, no. It, right. So, so I'm very, very interested to see the side of the mother as opposed to the father. Like, I, I'm very interested to see it. Well, so. like, in the final season of How I Met Your Mother, they did, like, a single episode from her point of view. And it was good. I liked it. Yeah, it was pretty good. But I'm wondering if it, they'd have to bring back 
Kristen Milioti. Yeah. And I don't think she's signing up for this, especially yeah. after how panned that last season was. Oh, yeah. Another show that ended, Anthony, that I wasn't a big fan of. Only thing I was a fan of that was that was the original ending they wrote and never changed it. So that was pretty sweet, I think. But a different story than Game of Thrones, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You just keep pushing that, don't you? I want it. <laughs> you want me to go off on a tangent? I can't. <laughs> moving (laughs) on conjuring the devil made me do it dropped a trailer um big ol meh anthony's Ah, in so i love the conjuring movies this is good because when anthony's like a little buzzed he'll give total honest takes as opposed to like conforming (laughs) with us (laughs) well i'm just i'm not saying the whole universe but like the first two conjuring movies i thought were very good and up until hereditary conjuring one was my favorite horror movie of all time it was good it was good yeah, Conjuring One is a very yeah. great horror movie. But but like um the the whole story in this one, I'm not as I don't think it's as fun. Like the I whole, know. There, yeah. There's gonna be a lot of trial to it, I think, and it's like ugh, whatever. I but Yeah, so let's get into that for one half second. So the story is and this is all explained in the trailer, so it's not really a spoiler. A guy shows up on the side of the road covered in blood and guts. Uh, he then pleads guilt, uh, not guilty to a murder because he claims that the devil made him kill someone. And Ed and Lorraine Warren get involved to figure out what hijinks have happened. Right. Yeah. One and great I- quote from the movie, whether or not, you know, we don't have to get into like what you believe and what you don't. But like one great quote from Patrick Wilson, who plays Ed Warren. We believe in god every time we take the stand when we give the oath on the bible it's time we start like believing in the devil or something i thought it's like oh that's badass like that's a great quote for the yeah. movie for sure i, mean, I was there for yeah. that line i yeah. was that very was much awesome. so on board that was awesome he's right well i know 100 it's kind so of it, interesting right if you're gonna believe in miracles you should believe in possession as well like that's just a fact so yeah. it it's it, it it's interesting it's slightly intriguing i just think the characters that play Ed and Lorraine, what are um so I don't Vera know. Vera Farmiga is one. Yep. And then Patrick what's, Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Like, I don't I don't know if they're mailing it in a little bit, but the trailer I was not hooked. Like, they didn't look great to me. They did. Ah, uh, yeah, I'll agree. They looked a little hokey, but yeah, I don't know. I'll wait but, for the movie to come out because I love the first two. Especially I'm still the first gonna watch one. it. Yeah. I'm, yeah, it's like a Halloween special, you know. I live for that kind of shit. Well, like, so and like I Based said, on this trailer, I'm streaming this movie. I am not sitting in theaters for yeah. it. Illegally, Jim? Do you want No, get... I'm saying when it hits something, because it will. All right. All right. I'm just, yeah, I'll I'll give it the time of day. Like I said, I not so much the whole universe, because that would bring in, like, all the Annabelle fucking movies and shit. Like, I'm talking about just straight Conjuring. Like, one and two were, were I thought were really good, so I'm, know, speaking, I'll watch this. Speaking of Annabelle... Anybody who owns dolls is a psychopath, right? Like, well, you're looking at what are you talking about, Jim? Like right behind him with all those. Well, no, those are yes, my I mean, wall of Funko Pops. I'm not as afraid of toys like that, but like when they're collectible old ass dolls, if you have like a room full of them, I don't really trust you. Like that, like if I have to stay in your house, I'm probably not staying in your house more than likely. So, um, so yeah, no, not how a fan. old is old ass. <sighs> Anything from the nineteen, like the early nineteen hundreds, I'm out on. I'm out. What are you? What are you? I was like, no, I I have a a quote unquote gold label uh, Wonder Woman Barbie. Oh no, not like that. And she's 
No. From like when Batman v Superman came out, and she's fucking cool. Keep her in the box, all sealed in plastic. That's fine. But like when it's like the old like doll toys, I'm out. Ever since Saw happened, I'm out on puppets. I'm out on dolls. Like we're done with that. What about complete? Kind of underrated movie actually. When you talk about what about the God, what's the Beware the Stare of Dead Mary's, Silence? Yeah, Dead Silence. That's freaky. That's, that's an underrated shit. horror movie. It's pretty scary. It is. Yeah. Because it's a lot of suspense with the damn dolls. And yeah. I don't even know if they're alive in the movie or not, whatever is going on, but it's fucked up. Beware it's the stare up. of Mary Shaw. That's the only part of Creepy. the line I remember. <laughs> Creepy. But Every little doll's in that movie. There's a lot of cameos on that wall. So It's fucked up. Yeah. Next thing we got is the guy who plays Sub-Zero in the new Mortal Kombat has apparently signed on for four movies, assuming the first one is successful. So they just have to hit like a, yeah, they have to hit like a specific budget or like, yeah, it's gotta be a revenue figure, I would think. And I'm wondering how that's messed with given the fact that it's going to streaming, which was not the original intention. Right. Because, because I mean, in other, in other, like in Asia itself, isn't it going to fucking kill? More than likely, I would think. Yeah. So, I mean, it's gonna do well. It's almost a guarantee, especially with streaming numbers. But how do you like? How do you monetize a stream compared to a movie ticket sale? And that's something we've discussed too. But like, I've been reading other articles, and it's like it's partially based upon number of streams. It's partially okay. based upon whether or not like the window when something comes out, mm. how many new subscribers that generates. Because I know one of the measures about. Uh, Snyder Cut was that it didn't generate as many new HBO Max users as they wanted. Oh. Like, it it got streamed a lot, and most people didn't finish it, but it didn't generate that many new subscriptions. Okay. All right. Hmm. Well, you got password sharers out there, you know? Yeah, that too. Grinning. Not going to (laughs) say I'm one of them. (laughs) I don't don't admit to it. They'll they'll hunt us down. Everybody in the world's one of them. Come on. (laughs) I know. Last piece of hype, and this is a real quick hit, just because the last uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out, a movie, Captain America 4, is in the works with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, writer is co-writing the script, and that's Martin Spell or Malcolm Spellman, excuse me. So, is it safe to assume that we know what was in the box, Jim, or should I just not let you spoil it for me? I am hiding behind <laughs> my pop filter, and I am not revealing anything. Fair enough. I'll watch it. I- I'm not spoiling it for I you. I know. Look so we that. this hype would have had much more. You know, is it on the behind wall? it if I had fucking watched the damn show. God. Oh my god. What's on the wall? Oh, why oh you're just trying to hide well, your I'm trying to hide his my emotions face and reaction. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, look at him. God. Look at like <laughs> Jim is god cowering behind his microphone right now. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> um wait, did we talk ever talk about Spiral, by the way? Yeah, trailer came out like two weeks ago that movie com- touched on it it looks good the movie com- it, it looks really good i'm really excited we were confused because samuel jackson is supposed to be chris rock chris rock's dad. dad i heard that part the and they're watched, only like 16 years apart i Wasn't watched that what the we trailer that he's definitely his dad like, i know you guys are right yeah it is it, it's his dad that's so. the vibe because he says it he's like well, when's the last time you saw your dad and then and like then samuel jackson's like samuel what jackson. the fuck and he's in some trap or something yeah amazing <laughs> Yeah, well, we've seen now Chris Rock and Samuel both in traps. That's true. I'm in. I'm so in. It looks good. Like, 
I'm pumped. I'm gonna I'm see pumped. it. Then the last one was so fucking bad. Uh, we were yeah, we saw it together in theaters. Remember? You were with me. Yeah, we um, because I think that's it was, what you guys do. Even I think I know it was it. Oktoberfest weekend, and we went um to Jigsaw on oh. like a Thursday. Or, and that was like our way of pre-gaming and we were gonna get like real excited and then it sucked ass god it was so bad so bad it was the worst it it, it was it not as it wasn't as bad as jeepers creepers 3 but it was fucking terrible oh jeepers creepers 3 oh my god that, <laughs> that movie the, is awful might be one of the worst movies I've it ever might seen. be i'd put it up there for sure oh oh whoa breaking news breaking news on the pod adam is at the movie theater right now oh what's he watching he, so, uh, I don't know. He Marcus, sent Marcus, it, Marcus, sponsor the pod. He sent he a says. text. Marcus, 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 <laughs> sponsor the pod. Breaking news. Adam, 7.42 p.m. Amazing. It's almost Amazing. like we're live, but we're not. Yeah. But awesome. I love God, it. That's a, what a fun text. What a great get. job. Alrighty, so we're going to roll right into our review now here. This week we reviewed Caddyshack, and I'll give you guys the quick synopsis here before we get some initial thoughts. Caddyshack originally came out in 1980. Uh, synopsis is an exclusive golf course has to deal with a brash new member and a destructive dancing gopher. It was directed by Harold Ramis, written by Harold Ramis and Brian Doyle Murray, starring Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield, Bill Murray, and a whole slew of others. Um... Dude, Kenny Loggins. <laughs> Kenny Loggins. He was on a heater, yeah. dude, in the eighties, man. He was. was such a good fucking song. I like that song a lot. You start actually, with this, and then eventually you get into like Top Gun. Top Gun. Are you fucking kidding me? Yep. And Footloose. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yep. Bangers. 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 And not, and multimedia bangers Unbelievable. too. Unbelievable. So good for him. But yeah, I I was planning that. I apologize, Jim. Sorry. I Just was throw gonna... me throw me off of everything here. I can't believe you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Jim's giving me the look of a disappointed father right now, and I'm I understand fucking it. smiling. You you can say shit like this because you're on a podcast and people can't see me, but I'm not upset. He's so mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All right. Okay. So this is currently available to stream on HBO Max. Um, it has opening credits, which, as discussed, I fucking hate. Um, however, they the sprinklers pop up on the golf course and they start going, and it like rolls into the song, and I thought that was fucking sweet. Yeah. Yeah, and and it like we just said, it's a really good song. Yeah, it's fun. They make up for it with "It's All Right" by Kenny Loggins, so I can give him a pass. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And uh, at this time, we see a gopher tunneling through a golf course, which, as I'm sure we can all assume, is generally not a bad thing. And op pups, ah ah, Gerard Butler, calm down. <laughs> Out ox <pops laughs> the worst gopher puppet you have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no wow. that gopher is ridiculous iconic and i though, love right? every i love oh, every absolutely. second of yeah. it. It, it like they make club covers of that gopher to this day oh i you need know? one of those i want one yeah um, so at this point we see Danny played by Michael O'Keefe. He's waking up at home, uh, and his parents are rousing him out of his bedroom and out pop at least like 12, the 12 yeah. other kids. How many kids do they have? Like they're knocking many. on doors and just six are walking out at a time. It's absurd. But also they note that one of them is the dad's nephew. nephew. So not necessarily all theirs. Um, the dad is badgering, uh, Danny about how, how much money he made caddying the day before. Apparently he made like 30 bucks plus tips in one day. So that's 
a lot of money. Um, but only ends up putting $10 in the college jar because he spent the rest of his money on burgers and Cokes. Fair five enough. Cokes. The guys, yeah, he asked him how many Cokes he had, like four or five, I think, or something. I don't know. Yeah. Let the dude live, man. He seems to be the only one working <laughs> right now. True. Yeah, dad was sitting at home, you know, instead of out make, making the hay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we get a scene now of Danny biking up to Bushwood Country Club private members only on the sign um he as he's rolling in and some people are riding by on horseback this place seems to have no stink on its ass (laughs) fair point (laughs) it's very high and mighty you know the vibe you get right away at least yeah right i I wouldn't feel comfortable on this golf course given the way that i trench it up so, out on the links now, Danny is caddying for Ty Webb, who is played by Chevy Chase, um, classic and iconic actor from the period, may I say. Um, and Danny is talking to him about how he can't afford to go to college. It costs like $8,000 a year. Can you imagine? And Ty says, after the $2.50 tip I gave you yesterday, I can't foot the bill for that. Yeah. Yeah. But we get the vibe that, like, ty webb is like some sort of at least like local legend already though at this point kind of like he's like good but something must have happened like that he didn't really make it you know yeah they and right they ha- and there is a reveal related to that to one degree or another right at the end. later they they have some good banter here um and i think what is ty says to danny he's like what are you supposed to be? And Danny just goes an underachiever. And I, I vibe with that <laughs> hard uh, because that age, like, you know, going into your first year of college, it's a pretty, it's a pretty tough year because you're like, what the fuck am I going to do? And then your first two years in college are sometimes like, shit, what am I going to do? So I vibed with that when he was just like an underachiever because yeah. he's not doing anything yet technically well and then like literally one of my favorite like lines between the two of them like in the entire movie i just i don't know why i laughed out loud but like danny's like asking him about stuff and talking about how he's gonna have to end up working at the lumber mill for like the rest of his life and ty goes well i own two of them and he's like you don't spend much time there and he goes i don't even know where they are (laughs) it's like so we get like this like sense that he's like pretty wealthy yeah you know we kind of see that later in the movie too but like we don't even know what he does yet so it's, it's and, and the, the reveal is like basically and we can get to this early is he partnered with the judge his dad partnered with the judge to own bushwood basically so right so he comes from money yeah, it's right. not necessarily earned by him right yeah yeah um so the this scene ends here uh ty blindfolds himself and then chips a beautiful shot right onto the green then he blindfolds danny to give it a try uh, Danny lands his ball right in the pond in front of uh, the green. Danny asks, where did it go? Right, right in the lumber yard. yard. Right. <laughs> I, I, I like to, he's like, Danny, be the ball. Be the ball, Danny. And he's like, be the ball. Don't focus on me. Don't focus on my voice. He's like, it's, it's hard, pretty hard talking, talking like talking. that. <laughs> yeah. so, che- Chevy's really good in this. And, and actually, Danny, I would have taken an entire movie of Danny and Chevy, or uh, th- those two actors, back and forth banter, because it's phenomenal. Oh, well, I movie. thought Michael O'Keefe was the best part of the movie. Yeah, the kid. Yeah, plays, that plays I think Danny. that's a hot take. You think yeah. so? I, I he's think... good, but he's not the highlight of this movie to me. Yeah, he's kind of a shithead, too. Well, so. I know, but I thought he I thought he, was, he did. He was well, good. Well, but that's his character. He's supposed to yeah. be a shithead. 
everybody yeah almost everybody's a shithead in this movie right so now we flash out to the front drive of the golf course again judge smales played by ted knight is rolling up he's screaming for mick fittish the irish uh um greens master to show up played by tom carlin and there there's a gopher tunneling in from the construction site next door which is a chervic construction site um the judge is going to pull some strings and get an injunction put on the construction site to stop work well and and like let's let's first point out the gopher is causing absolute chaos amongst the golf course like it's like lines going through like well it's it dragging tur- the 14th hole flag, 14th flag <laughs> yeah. it's trenching the place <laughs> straight into the ground <laughs> like this thing is a is an asshole gopher so they got to get rid of it obviously well right so at this point we're first introduced to carl spackler who's played by bill murray who is the highlight of this movie that's your okay um, that's, well, that's yeah true. that's it's my opinion i i'm okay with differing opinions but i think when i think this movie it's always bill murray. yeah yeah if we can just cut the parts where he's like freaking out about old women that'd be great well, when he's jerking uh, off yeah which is this scene right here right yeah very odd um we could get over that but like his other bits are great comedy it, it so um Some of, one of the best ones is right here yeah. um <laughs> mcfittish wants him to kill all the gophers <laughs> but because of his accent carl hears kill all the golfers <laughs> but if i do that they'll lock me up and throw away the keys <laughs> And Mick Fittish screams, no, the gophers. Oh, we can do that. We don't even need a reason. <laughs> here's my here's my question for you. Um, Bill Murray's character, Carl, do you think he's that dumb or is he just that sarcastic? Like, because he knows what he's saying and, and like, the, he's just fucking with people I the think it's a little time. bit of both, maybe, if I had to yeah. choose. Yeah. Because yeah. in this scene, he definitely is just fucking with McFittish, for sure, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, respect me if I'm wrong, but if I kill all the golfers, well, because <laughs> lock me up. Yeah, no, it's, and it's hilarious. Because after he leaves him, you know, he, Spackler even says, like, I'm not the only one that can't understand a word you're saying, or something like that. Yeah. So he, he can right. kind of, like, get the sense that he, like, knows, he's alert as to, like, right what's going on but yeah i think it's a little bit of both he's he's definitely not the most intelligent person which we will talk about probably right. many scenes into this movie <laughs> well yeah. at, at one point the question of his sobriety comes oh, up and whether or not he's 100 percent there all the time so i think that's part of it too which you never yeah. actually see him really Smoke. consuming anything except for no. the scene with chevy which is one of the best which we'll get to but right yeah so now we're at the caddy shack quite literally there's a sign on the door that's the title of the movie um the caddy manager is inside making bets on baseball um and each caddy has to turn in a ticket signed by the person they caddied for in order to get paid for their round um so at this point carl is now also at the caddy shack aggressively motioning at a child with a pitchfork telling him about how he caddied for the dalai lama the dalai lama (laughs) and and at the end of the round instead of uh giving him a tip for his efforts the the llama because he says dalai lama (laughs) it says on your deathbed you'll receive total consciousness so i've got that going for me and then there's the part where he's like he hits it into the crevice of a ten thousand foot glacier and, I, and i'm just like what, what? Well, like, he's just like the lava long hitter long hitter, long hitter. huge, <laughs> huge. <laughs> i'm just like what? 
It's like Bill. I, Jim, you're you're turning me a little bit here when I said that. Well, I thought the guy that plays you know Danny is one of the highlights of the movie, but you'll be it's hard to top Bill Murray. To and honest. and like I said, this is another argument where I think he's just that self aware and is just being funny and just fucking with this kid. Like it's it's amazing. Well, if you I, I, if you do like a lot of research, like these eighties movies, like the guy, a lot of the guys that come from SNL and shit like that, like so many of the stuff that happens in a lot of these movies, like whether it's like I know Tommy Boy's way later than this, but like right. anybody who's been attached to SNL, like the Blues Brothers or maybe even Animal House, like so much of the comedy is honestly just ad libbed. Like a yeah. lot of the stuff is not even on the script. Like so many of these guys just make up shit as they go and they're like, holy shit, that's funny, let's keep it, you know? So and, like, and this one well, even to an extreme poor I think you're bringing up the same piece of trivia. You can have it, Scott. Yeah, this movie was incredibly improv. Um, yeah. And, and not just that, as I, I was going to mention, this is, like, famous for most actors on cocaine in a movie. Actors and actresses. Like, there was heavy Not usage. the same point I was bringing up. <laughs> there, well, I mean, this is important to state. Like, it, if you look back at the making of Caddyshack, you'll see tons of stories about how cocaine was just everywhere on the set of this movie so they like there's coked up people in the movie you are watching well, makes sense. cocaine individuals i literally so. think uh roddy dangerfield bleeds cocaine and not anything yeah, exactly. else exactly. to be honest every one of his lines i would not be shocked if they were all improv because he's that absurd he's in this movie he's insane yeah. well in in the original script this is what i was going to bring up Carl's role or Bill Murray's role was silent. He didn't have a single line. So he just ad-libbed all of it. Well, yeah, or they wrote it on set, right? Well, when but you cast Bill part Murray, of what led to tension you, yeah. on this movie was like Rodney Dangerfield, Bill Murray, and Chevy Chase were ad-libbing so much that their roles got expanded from where they were originally in the script, got more airtime, leading other people, say Ted Knight, who was a very serious actor, to get less screen time. And so some of the other actors who were more serious were a little salty about that. Which is fine, but I also thought Ted Knight, who plays Judge Schmidt, he got plenty of screen time, though. He yeah, was he a great did. part. I just love his matter-of-factness and, like, not... You can tell he's not, like, an intentional comedic like the rest of the guys, but, like, some of the stuff he does is just still funny by nature, like, because yeah. of the yep. way the movie is. I don't know. Right. It's Maybe that's... We're, we're young. I mean, this movie came out in 1980, but... Who knows? I just, I just, but it still speaks to us. Is the thing, well, it does. right? Like, yeah. and that's part of why I love this movie. It is. No, this no shame is. there. This comedy has held up the test of time for sure. Like, it's just, it's, it's funny. It, it, even nowadays standards, it's funny. So, well, you're right. Um, and there's a lot of stuff in this stuff we won't talk about that wouldn't pass today. The vulgarity, it, maybe, but like, but like ninety percent of it. It's, it's not still is not as much as you'd think, and it holds right. up today. And you, we don't get com- comedies like that nowadays, which is unfortunate. Like this if is hilarious. Compare this to like a two thousand two thousands to two thousand ten comedy. So much more that happened in two thousand to two thousand ten comedy is is much more like problematic now compared to like this movie. Well, I, like you yeah, like you said, there's a couple things in it where I'm like, no, we're not going to talk. No, it, no, no bueno. But like. It's much less than I thought it would. Right, exactly. Like there, there's maybe four lines where I'm like, "Oh God!" There's <laughs> like, no, no. There's one movie Scott made in the last twenty years that 
could have been made in 1980, and you'd think it would fit right in, that is still as funny. It's super bad. It's the best comedy in yeah. the last 20 years, in my opinion. I think it's hilarious. Like, super is my favorite movie, like, for that right. genre, you know, in the last however long. But, right. but yeah, it's a different, it's a different kind of take. So, but it, I'll agree. It's not as bad. Like I was worried going back to rewatching Same. it, like as <laughs> how, how much it would hold up, but it does. It holds up incredibly it, it, well, actually. Yeah, most of it's pretty clean yeah, humor. Most of it. For sure. Yeah. At this point now, uh, the Caddyshack manager is walking away for whatever reason. So he leaves Danny in charge of the of the Caddyshack, paying people out or uh, specifically not paying people out. The manager, Lou, needs to be there to pay people. So Tony D'Annunzio, played by Scott Colombo, shows up looking to get paid. Well, he can't. Manager's not there. So he asks Danny to get a Coke. So Danny gives him a Coke, gives him change of 50 cents. But apparently the price of Coke has gone up because Lou, the manager, has been losing at the horse track. Uh, Tony says, I ain't paying no 50 cents for no Coke. So Danny takes it back and drinks and it gives him and his gives change. Him his yeah. Yeah. Danny's um, kind of a savage. He is. Yeah. He, he's a shithead, like we yeah, said, he you know. He, he's he's kind of like a he's causing trouble. Yeah. So manager show just chooses this moment to show back up, kicks Danny out of the little locked room, right, where all the money's kept. So then uh Tony and Danny fight and accidentally someone breaks a gumball machine while his brother jumps on the roof and sky jimmy superfly snooka is down on top of danny so tony's brother before like that's my brother yeah before (laughs) it's also angie right before tony can actually throw a fight or throw a punch you know yeah yeah yeah, so so nothing skydives from the top. Right. Cheap shot, to be honest. Pretty much. Yeah. And and Tony kind of looks at it like, oh, like I wanted to fight for real. Right. But then yeah. yes, the gumball machine gets broken, which yeah. So the fight ensues. Manager gets upset, and the, the line here is he's trying to keep the Caddyshack area clean. He tells one kid, "Pick up that blood." <laughs> yeah, and and he also says, "If you guys keep this up, you're all going to get replaced by golf carts." Which it's like, oh, you kind of already did. So huh? it's a major threat to caddies. I've never golfed. Yeah. It. Well, it's true. Like, there's some courses where I've looked at trying to maybe think about golfing, even in Wisconsin, that only require require caddies. caddies. Yeah. You know what's you know what's bullshit? Um, Isn't it Aaron Hills requires them? I think. Yeah. If you thought about Whistling going Straits to Whistling Straits or yeah, something like that. Yep. You know what's some bullshit? So I golfed the Oneida Country Club, and um, they I got it for free because I had a buddy who worked there, and we were we're driving down to 18, and this this kid just starts cleaning my clubs, so I was like forced to give him a tip. Wait, so you were you on know? a golf cart? Yeah, we were on a cart, but I left my clubs by the cart. But there's a kid at the end who just cleans your clubs, and and so I was like. I didn't want you to do that. My clubs are dirty. Like oh, that's yeah. how I that's how I roll. I clean them like twice um, a year, maybe. But yeah, so I was like, I gotta give this kid a tip now, you know. But yeah, yeah so that's first world problems. Well, what am I talking? Plus, about? if you didn't yeah. have to pay for the round, it's the least you can do. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm just sounding like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fair enough. Free Fair golf enough. doesn't want to tip the guy. I could afford clubs. to give the kid a fiver. Fair enough. 
fair enough. This was years ago, though, not when I had a real job. True. So True. Well, that, yeah. Well, then it's a different it. story, you know. If you're not as right. established as we are now, yeah. you know, it's it's tough, you know. I don't know if established is the right word, but you know, we're 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 something, I guess. You know, we're twenty. We're we're in our younger twenties. We have we have adult jobs. Younger twenties. Older twenties. Jeez. Yeah, guys. I'm twenty seven, dude. Chill. Me too. Aren't you, Scott? No. Oh. That's just what I tell people I am at work. <laughs> Your younger 20s? No, I always say 27. It just sounds better. My God. You, you got to gain trust somehow. I guess so. Like, well, what's wrong with 26? Magically one year older. It sounds better to me. 27 sounds better. So if anybody's listening from work, I'm actually 26 years old. My God. Jesus Christ. So we get a a quick scene in the locker room of the clubhouse. Um, Judge Smales shows up and he's throwing a hissy fit because someone is parked in his uh, spot. So a guy on a massage table gets up in his towel and runs out to move his car because he's apparently the one in the spot. Um, We get introduced to Spalding, his son or grandson. Grandson, I believe. It must be grandson. Um, Played by John Barman Jr. Um, Smales is going to drag him out on the golf course, but Spalding would rather play tennis. <laughs> well, and and here he goes. What about my asthma? And I'm like, your asthma would act up more in tennis than it you would, would think. Golf. Yeah, a lot yeah. more running in tennis. I guess mean, he's worried about I, walking. Eighteen, maybe, but still, I don't know. But also, you're walking without having to carry right. your own fucking bag. I know. I know. It doesn't See, make any sense. To give some some love for tennis here, I played like for four years, and no, no, I'm dead. I know serious you about did. This. I was there. I I think that that uses compared to most sports, tennis uses almost more muscle groups than a lot of sports do. Well, right, the way you c- cut on your knees and like use your arms too. I'm shocked they made that am- asthma joke. Right, but then again, at a country club like that, he's probably just hitting balls back and forth from like a machine or something stupid. Right, like that. yeah. So, yeah right. yeah so now out front this is when we first get introduced to rodney dangerfield's Jesus character al chervik so he's the guy running the construction site next door he pulls up in this red convertible uh blasting uh like a novelty car horn tells the valet to park the car get the bags put on some weight and tips him three times three times i think he tells yeah. him to get like better pants too or something like ridiculous that might be true yeah <laughs> this is this is where the cocaine is yeah it <laughs> was evident more yeah. likely is on coke <laughs> so he obvious. he rolls into the the what the fuck are they called the pro shop yeah, that's what it I'd is say. um and he's like give me 12 of these orange balls i'll like a whole set of clubs for my buddy mr wang here Oh man, this this hat is ridiculous. I bet when you buy this hat, you get a free bowl of soup. Turns around, sees Judge Smales wearing it, and says, "Oh, but it looks great on you." And he it makes turns around, and makes some crazy face, like, <laughs> "Yeah, no, yeah, right." That starts their rivalry, um, pretty much. You know, Smales already fucking hates this guy. <laughs> yeah, Smales well, thinks he's the gentleman. Yeah. Well, and, and Rodney Dangerfield has like fuck you money, and that's why he's like his character is the way that it is. And, and I mean, Smales, true, yeah. I don't think Smales is as like it's not. I don't know because like you think of a judge, he's a he's old money a judge and maybe a part owner of this like establishment, though, right? Right, yeah, of the country club, yeah. But and then and then you look at Rodney Dangerfield; he's a property salesman, so it's like you know he's got money. Yeah, he's building like, condos right. is what's being right. built next door. Right. So at this point, um, it's at 
the caddy pickup area, Danny is specifically getting Smale's card. Because what we failed to mention earlier, which is the crux of the damn movie, is that the kid who got awarded the caddy college scholarship died in class because he was, like, so stressed out. (laughs) So now it's available again, and this is apparently the only way Danny's going to be able to afford to go to college. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was having that conversation with Chevy, who, well... Ty's character at the beginning like you know did you go to college it's like it's like basically if you had to pick a premise of this movie that's what it's for I would, I yeah. would say right. yeah yeah even though it's all it's over all the over the place <laughs> right not really so, a plot no honestly. not really yeah not much so it's also at this point where we get introduced to Lacey Underall this is Judge Smale's niece played by Cindy Morgan um all the young caddy guys are checking her out. She's a beautiful teenager, you know, so everyone is interested. I'm fairly um, confident that in this movie, she definitely was not a teenager. Am I correct here? Well, the actress is... She was, like, in her 20s, right? Like, she had to be. I, I don't know. She looked older to me, but... Sent there... I, yeah, well, I think in the movie, they sent there by her parents to, like, expand her horizons or something like that. was, like, her... Yeah, which, that's why she's yeah. in town from New York. Right. Yeah. Um, Where does do, this one take thing, place? Do we ever really know? This is on the first tee. Well, I mean, like... No, but... Like, the, what state the, or anything? Do we get, like, a... I don't think we get one. I thought Danny mentioned that he wanted to go to school in Nebraska. Right. So maybe, And I thought like, that Nebraska? that would mean that it wasn't far away. Right. Yeah, Midwest-ish. I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, it makes sense for her character. Like if she's sent there to try like expand her, like I'll get out of New York city for a while. Right. Yeah. Um, one line I wanted to point out though, when, when Chevy chase and, uh, what's, what's the judge character's name? Um, Judge Smales. Smales. Yeah. So when they're talking and he's asking him about his score, he's like, Oh, I don't keep score. And he goes, how do you measure yourself on the by golf height. course? And he goes, by height. <laughs> I love that. That was awesome. That was great. Well, it really is. It's like a bunch. It's it's these top-notch comedians basically just doing stand-up comedy for the, yeah. for two hour, an hour and a half. It's, you know? it's gag laughs. Yeah. It's like total puns Seriously. at times. So that's, that's why it's so good, I think. It is funny. But, yeah. Yeah. Right. So at this point, Judge Smales is about to tee off, and it's taking the most aggressive amount of time to do his setup. Just can't seem to get comfortable with uh, his wood in his hand. Um, and Al Chervik is heckling him. Come on, Jim. <laughs> Did you set that up? Come on. Come on. Oh, my God. So so Al Chervik is uh, heckling Smales um, and says, I bet $1,000 or $100 you slice it off the tee. Smales very adamantly says, I never slice, and then proceeds to slice it right into the fucking woods. Well, um, I want to point out, too, because this is my dad. My dad loves this movie, like, more than any movie in the world. I could see that. And one of his favorite lines is, let's go while we're young. Um, Every single time, if I was, like, not getting out of bed or something or, like, taking a little bit of time, my dad would always scream at me, Let's go while we're young, because he thought it was a lot hilarious. of Rodney Dangerfield like questioning like the age of people in this movie. Like a lot, and, and the, Rodney old. Dangerfield is not a young well, man. Right. He's old. In the dance, like not to jump ahead too much, but like once they are in the dancing scene in like the in like the ballroom later on, he's like talking about like a lot of dead skeletons dancing or some shit like that. Like 
Yeah, that's a good point. Like, he calls out people's, like, age in his jokes quite often in this movie. For real. And it's in- and it's interesting because he's probably their same Well, I know. Age, so. That's what I mean. He even tries. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. Is he dead? I think he did die. <laughs> he's got to be, right? Well, he probably died segue. of some sort of overdose, I'm sure. That's what I'm saying. Because, like, he probably snorted a little bit. Maybe. Jim, yeah, yeah I'll, okay. I'll Google for you. <laughs> okay. Um, so at this point, now we're there on the fairway, Smales is using the good old fashioned foot wedge to improve his lie because he was interfered with at the tee box. Correct. Um, and Chervik has now teed off too. So he's one stroke behind everybody, tears off a Velcro portion of his bag and starts blaring some more Kenny Loggins. No, it's no, um, it's not. You're right. It's what is it? Oh God, it's journey. Um, uh, what's the song though? I love this song. That's why I knew it. Journey. Uh, oh my gosh, guys! I'm gonna have to Google it now too. We're both Googling while Jim's report on Rodney Dangerfield. He died at 82 in 2004, which is I think he died mostly of Longer natural causes, he... like he had heart su- Any... heart surgery and any way you want it by journey that's what yes. the song was all yep. right all right great what song. a great great song. what a great fucking golf bag he has though scott it weighs about 300 pounds it's got a yeah, fucking but he's got a tv it's in got it. a tv and it's like radio. six foot tall yeah, it's got a budweiser fucking tap in it too and a fucking and buttons yeah. to launch your clubs Club ejector out. it's amazing <laughs> yeah um, it's at this point that danny uses uh uh, Smales says that music is an invasion of our privacy, and what he's doing is against the law. Danny uses this as his lead-in to try and make some points with Judge Smales and says, I've always wanted to go to law school, but my parents can't afford it. Smales is unsympathetic and just says, well, the world needs ditch diggers, too. Mm-hmm. And then Lacey's like, nice try. Yeah, yeah she, she's heckling Danny the entire time he's trying to make this time is, with Smales. This really is a confusing thing, because there's like... You have the snails, or sorry, snails, smales, smales, <laughs> it's hard to remember the SM, um, foursome, yeah. Danny is on the bag for smales, and then he's obviously got like mm-hmm. three other people with him, but there's also like three or four like just people walking with that group. Yeah, they're just And there. then Dangerfield, yeah. or... It seems as though Chervik has a posse. Chervik has like yes, 12 guys in his group, and they're just like dancing in the background of the scene when hilarious. they're playing the fucking music, it's just hilarious. <laughs> yeah uh. it's at this point we get a very short interjectory scene carl has found one of the main gopher holes proceeds to shove a hose down it and you see geysers of water popping up all over the golf course from where the other um other gopher holes are so it's clearly a problem yeah and he, um, he looks but a the gopher is fine little concerned about what he's done because now he like turns around and there's like yeah like you said like 12 different fucking geysers of water coming out because he shoved like whatever he said a hundred thousand gallons of water down at him or something. fifteen thousand fifteen thousand gallons right yeah and now chervik is finally on the green this is when he pops up the budweiser tap out of his yep. uh out of his Amazing. bag, so I hope somebody's got one of those rigged up for your bachelor God party damn. next weekend. No, nah, it'd be plenty of beer though. <laughs> um, pulls out a putter with a fucking telescope on it, so he's looking down at the ball, which is like this appears to be the size of his head, and eventually it says yes on the screen, and Albert that's when I- he putts and fucking Albert sinks Einstein. it. Albert Einstein gave this to me. Nice guy, nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It- 
so one of and we flash between a lot of scenes in this movie it's a little frenetic to say the least danny is now talking with a bishop who is golfing with judge smales and he the bishop is saying that danny should come down to the new uh youth center they have danny says i've often thought about entering the priesthood uh Bishop says, are you Roman Catholic? Danny nods and he says, oh, then I'm sorry. You can't come. <laughs> I didn't get this joke. Right. Cause it be, it's like because le- he's not a Catholic priest and they don't always agree. Right. Oh, okay. I Which he like I leads him on. Yeah, was... but he like leads him on. So it's supposed to be kind of funny. I don't know. I thought yeah. this joke was way ahead of its time and I thought it was something much worse. But oh. it so, yeah, <laughs> that's where my head went, and I was like, "Wow, the lost '80s called it the lost pod <laughs> that Jim and I refused yeah. to do." <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be good. <laughs> Wouldn't be good. I agree. Okay, back on track. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> why are you apologizing? I'm not mad because I don't know why, but I've always looked at you at like somewhat of an authority figure. So I like I I feel like I always take you off track. I f- I, you need to be prepared for me to be irresponsible with everyone else next weekend. That's I am fair. not Can't corralling wait. 15 drunks. Cannot fucking wait. I, I'm going to just, maybe Jim and I will just fucking be the drunkest people at your bachelor party. What are you going to do then, Scott? I like yeah. it. I don't, well, I think everybody's going to get there, and that's the issue. All right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> trying to corral 16 people at the end of the night. It's going to be That's not your job. That's Robert's job. He's the best man. Okay. <laughs> Robert, when we used to go out in Green Bay would stay out till about 11 p.m. He'd be hanging in the corner of a bar. He'd be slashing his hand at his throat saying he's done. He'd just I'd order him an Uber and he'd go he'd either run home or it, I'd order him an Uber, throw him in it and say, "All right, see you later." So, that's the guy who's supposed to corral us. He can't hang. We're fucked. Yeah. We're fucked. No. You got to do the thing where you throw him in the car and you slam on the top and just yell, "Drive." I've done that twice drive twice now not have i've I've hit the top of the car and and it feels awesome i don't know why it's like a power move or something i think it is it makes me feel like i'm living in new york and like telling the cab to go or something follow that car if i could whistle with my fingers i would love it like i'd do it when our ubers are arriving i'd be like got got us one even though it was coming anyway like (laughs) i agree no it makes you feel good yeah so now they're at the turn and Danny meets uh, Maggie O'Hooligan behind the snack cart. This is played by Sarah Holcomb. She has one of the thickest Irish accents it's you've ever terrible. heard, and she's apparently it's an tough. exchange student. It's tough. But they yeah, and they clearly have a relationship, though, already established. Yeah, because yeah. they kiss on the picnic table right. back there. And he and, asks if he's taken her out tonight, and she says, where? To my bedroom. <laughs> Straightforward. Oh, to be young. Yeah, right? Oh, to be young. Um, uh, again, to point out a, a Jeff line, my dad's name is Jeff. Um, the, when Smales, his grandson is coming in, he's saying he's, he wants a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a hot dog. And then Smales goes, you'll get nothing like it. I also heard that one. God, your dad literally, that's so true. He is Rodney Dangerfield. He, no, he is like, Caddyshack though. This, this is his favorite movie. I guarantee Yeah, cause that was Ted Knight, not Dangerfield. And, and he does listen to the pod and I hope he listens to this part. My aunt has always he said. He has to listen to It's Caddyshack, Scott. It's like his favorite right. movie. He's got it. My, my aunt, my aunt has always said, you know, his, his brain doesn't work in certain situations, but if it's an eighties <laughs> song or an eighties movie, my God, he might be the best in the world. And, and so, shout out to you, Dad, for that He'll one. He'll listen. He'll listen. Yeah, 
yeah i i'm telling you like if there's any 80s movie quote 70s 70s and 80s song he's got it it's unreal like he'll call the radio stations when it's like 70s hour and tell them the song was in 81 like that's my dad so (laughs) it's amazing he's done that multiple times and he yeah so shout out to you jeff touche yeah so now we're on the final green with um the bishop and smales bishop sinks his putt says to put him down for five and the caddy holding the flag behind him holds up nine fingers we've all been iconic yeah we've all been there yeah it's like when i golf sometimes i think i did this last time when i was golfing with ben i'm like just put down an exclamation point there you go there you go So Smales is lining up his putt, and Chervik shouts to him because they're just off the green. $1,000, you don't make that putt. Smales takes the shot, misses, and Rage throws his putter all the way up to the like the, the deck by yeah, the clubhouse. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, so, and also, too, as soon as he says $1,000, you miss the putt, just a giant crowd gathers around him, and you can <laughs> see him start sweating a little yeah, bit and stuff. Yeah, the fun scene yeah right and smales seems to have a really high opinion of his golf game um so now we flash up to the lunch deck and there's a group that was eating lunch and a woman got hit by his club it went through the umbrella of the table and through the glass table um danny covers for smales by saying that oh the grips were worn on your club i should have put some stick on there for you fucking Um, caddy of the year right there yeah covering for him so this is what gets him into smales good graces and he mentions that they're giving another caddy scholarship um danny says his grades aren't that great but smales says it's more important that he wins the caddy golf tournament at the end of the summer and then proceeds to tip him 50 cents yeah which he just leaves on the table i thought that was kind of funny (laughs) Yeah, Danny just chucks <laughs> yeah. it on the table and proceeds to drink someone's half-drank, like, whiskey sour or oh, something God. there. A lot of, like, just drinking random drinks in this movie, to be honest. Yep. A lot of that. Yep. Weird. At this point, we get some amazing Bill Murray, and I didn't copy down many of the lines other than my favorite here. Um, he, he says he's licensed by the UN to kill gophers. <laughs> They're like the Viet Cong, the Varmint Kong. <laughs> we need to fall back on superior firepower and superior intelligence. Is this when he's strapping the flashlight to like that fucking Onto the gun. BB gun yeah, or something? Yeah, some monster gun. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's just... God, Jim, I don't want... Yeah, he's hard to beat, man, for this movie. He's he's very yeah. good in it. He's, he's very good. It's an icon. Well, to think that he was going to be fucking silent as Bill Murray. Yeah. Like, God. I know. What and, a terrible and, mistake that would have been. And Bill Murray, obviously, in the game of golf, is, like, kind of a legend himself, too. Because every time he does, like, a pro-am... Well, like, nowadays, his, his interaction. Yeah. His interactions with fans are just absurd right. every time. But that's that's Bill Murray, so... For sure. Right. So at this point now, um, Maggie had invited Danny to help bus tables that evening instead of going to her bedroom. Um, so he's refilling butter on Judge Smale's table, standing by Lacey, checking her out, and he puts like half a pound of butter in front of her. So much butter. I got plenty of butter, I think, now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now Chervik comes in in the loudest plaid coat I've ever seen. Um He's making fun of the food, says the food is low-grade dog food, which gets reported back to the chef in the kitchen. He is upset. Um, Proceeds to say, this steak still has marks on it where the jockey was hitting it. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. So that means like it's horse or something. Horse, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah it's right? low grade yeah. meat. Right. Yeah. Okay. It, it's an indirect joke, but it's it works. Yeah. It, 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 it hits a little. <laughs> so Chervik then actually accidentally mistakes Smales for a waiter on the way out because Smales is wearing this bright red jacket that apparently was given to him by the founder of Saint Andrews. Yeah. The fucking like coup de grave golf courses. <laughs> Yeah, he, I mean, he plays such an uh, uh, old, rich asshole. Like, it's unreal. Right. It, well, he thinks yeah, he's, like, but... too hot shot for what he is, I think. It, even even why... for this golf club, he thinks he's too right. good. And that's why he's the perfect character well, yeah, in this movie. Well, yeah, he's great, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, so at this point, uh, Smales sees, uh, or, uh, excuse me, Chervik sees Smales' wife, um, and he says, wow, you must have been something before electricity. <laughs> It's a savage move right there. He's hit, oh, not so only mean. hitting on his rival's wife, but also calling her old as fuck at the same time. Like, it's all, it's great. Yeah. So we flash now to Carl, uh, flashlight strapped to this gun. And I, I hesitate on whether or not I want to say this line, but uh, he says, I smell varmint poontang, and the only good varmint poontang is dead varmint poontang. <laughs> <laughs> just unreal like what, what is he talking about right i it yeah i don't know a lot of cocaine i think scott a hundred percent a hundred percent cocaine yep so now ty walks into the dining room finally you know we haven't seen him for a hot minute here who's basically the top build star in my mind yeah uh maybe behind bill murray at this time yeah for sure yeah um and he meets up with Chervik. They seem to get along pretty well. Um, and this is where Lacey first meets Ty. And she is, seems to be immediately taken by him um, and wants to go back to his place. They kind of meet out on the patio, yeah. And he's like wearing a bow tie. And she's like, I bet you have plenty of nice ties. <laughs> and he's like, the, the, the dialogue is It bad. is pretty cringe. No, no, no. She dials it up. Yeah. You want to tie me up with some of your ties? <laughs> but he's like. She says, you want to tie me, tie me up with some of your ties? Tie. <laughs> to, to it's, like, it's pretty bad. It's poor. Yeah. It's piss poor. Yeah. Piss poor. They, they do this Lacey's point, character oh. a little dirty in this entire movie, um, obviously, but. Well, how how 80s. old is Ty supposed to be? You guys think? I don't know. Because then she I, hooks. Older than she obviously hooks up with somebody later, which we'll talk about. But like, so two guys in like two days that are like twenty years apart. <laughs> well, know. and that's where I that's where I'm like, what are they trying to portray Lacey's character as? Right. Because, and it's like, not good. Yeah, it, it it shouldn't be that young because she's clearly not young. I don't know. Like the actress who I plays I figured her she's probably like 20s. Well, that's what I would say. I bet she's like 24 or something, you know. Well, and and actually I'm pretty sure she was a she was a Playboy model, too. Was she? I'm I'm yeah, because I think in in one of the scenes, the idea behind why like there was some odd things with the sex scene is a Playboy photographer was there to shoot at the same time as that scene to get shots so for really, the magazine or something yeah Jesus it was Christ. it's a really weird yeah. situation going on in this movie here but uh yeah I, I i mean it's i don't like the idea that she's supposed to be like his niece because he's not that old and and obviously she's in her 20s so they could have just been like she's 
just out of college or something. So it, it's a little weird dynamic. Right. There. They, but also, it. like, she was sent there by her parents without her choice. And that makes so it. And I, that screams teenager. Right. That, that screams, that, like, right. 16 or something. Yeah. It's yeah, horrifying. exactly. Yeah. And actually, there's a line in the movie which completely disavowed, but um, he was talking about how his roommate was on the ninth green with the dean's daughter 15 year old yeah well ty talks about it yeah and that's implying to himself you know he says it's his roommate but it's not (laughs) yeah so as you as you mentioned some of the comedy doesn't hold up this joking about like a young girl yeah not right so yeah that's that's part of where i was like oh jesus christ but i'm taking solemn in the fact that at least she was older she clearly looks older so right yeah, so it's at this point that we flash back inside and we catch Spalding just uh, crushing people's half-drank drinks, yeah. you know, trying to get a buzz on himself, till finally he ends up with one that someone put their cigarette out into. He immediately rushes outside and pukes in the sunroof of this really nice-looking yeah. car. Very shortly the thereafter... Car, right? Yes, right? it's the doctor's car. He comes out with his date and proceeds to sit and slide down the seat in the vomit. Ugh. He he sits and then like slowly slides down. It's actually a pretty funny. It's scene, gross too because they play like some it, sort of yeah. sound effects of like him like. <laughs> yeah, it's nasty. It's gross. And the chick just starts right. to like yak Showalter all over the place too. Yep. Yep. So the next morning, now Ty is on a green and he's peeing just right off the edge of the green. And is working with Danny. He grabs a whole bunch of golf balls, tosses them all over the green, and proceeds to make every single putt except the second to last one. He leaves it directly between another ball and the hole. So then he hits the other ball into it and sinks the, the last one. It says uh, kind of a funny line. A flute with no holes is not a flute. A donut with no hole is a Danish. <laughs> Has nothing to do with anything, but it's funny. Right, And I think yeah. this scene just establishes that, like, Ty's actually like some sort of like phenom that just never was though. Like he's just sinking right. everything with no effort. He's like dancing yeah. around and just like shooting between the legs and fucking behind his back sort of shit. Yeah. On the pods. Right. So now the next day is the 35th annual caddy tournament. Uh, Danny and Tony Denunzio are in the same twosome. I think is only how many people they have at one point. Um, Tony ends up with one in a bunker. Danny, Eggs him on. No, no. Nice shot. Right on a beach. beach. Um, At at the final green, Danny is putting and everyone is heckling him. They're not following golf etiquette at all. Yeah. Um, And Danny still sinks it. Smales says, uh, next week I'm having a party down at the yacht club. How would you like to mow my lawn? (laughs) Which he does eventually say after that you can come to the yacht club. Yeah. Well, but he also says because college boys need whatever, whatever need so spending money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's basically telling him he's got the scholarship. Gonna pay him which, too. Yeah. It's very strange to me how Smales like grooms the caddies for this scholarship. Like it's just fucking weird. It I don't feels know. Like, uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. It was like good boy, good boy. I don't know. I not a fan of that. But you know, it's. Smales is a weird character in the first place, so like he it he doesn't really make sense in most scenes. Right. So now he goes over to visit Maggie, who lives in some random house near the golf course. Um they uh they get together and they have some sex, which is great. <laughs> Tony Denunzio is jumping up and down 
outside the window trying to see as they pull the shade. Every Danny... sex scene, every sex scene going forward, I need Jim every time to just be like, they have some sex, it was great. Because like, Danny just that Because Danny won yes, he won the tournament, so he's showing off his little trophy, yeah, around. <laughs> Come on, guys. No pun, in, no pun intended. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Off the that rails. Was, I didn't even mean to do that. You guys are making it. Yes, you no, did. I did not. His little trophy. Come on. <laughs> Come on. It was, he actually got a small trophy. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> did he not? It's not he about did. the size of the trophy. It's about the performance. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Wait, Jim, did you actually write that line about the wood in his hand? No, that was on the spot. Give me a little more credit. Oh, my God. Unreal. Unreal. Okay. All right. Okay. God. We're composed. We're moving on. The next day is caddy day at the pool, and there's a sign up that says caddies are welcome from 1 p.m. to 1.15. 15 fucking minutes of absolute Well, you see what they did? They run unreal. in there, they're fucking tackling people, jumping in, throwing clubs in the pool. It's no wonder why they yeah, only get 15 the, minutes. Throwing the lifeguard into the pool who has a shit ton of sunscreen on his right shin. I What's thought he was that? shaving his legs, is what it was. Oh, that would make that's sense, That's just I stupid. Guess. Above the water? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, where's the, where's the hair yeah. gonna go? Yeah. Absurd. Oh. I, I have no idea. But anyways, the reason I say that is, like, he's yelling at one of the kids... Uh, to put his suit back on because a girl pantsed him because he was pissing her off. Um, and this is when we realized that Angie D'Annunzio is actually a girl, the guy that we yes. thought is uh, Tony's Takes brother the, the whole off. time. Yeah, um, she, she, so she's been caddying. Yeah. She shouts back, you shave your ass. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. um, Lacey now shows up and all of the boys are looking. Maggie is coughing ridiculously loud trying to get Danny's attention. Um, she dives into the pool and then jumps out and Tony greets her with a towel and they canoodle over on a a deck chair. Yeah, it's pretty, like, I wrote down here, um, like, his disrespect towards Maggie is absurd. Like, and it's happened (laughs) twice now, like, the butter scene where she's just standing right there like, dude, what the fuck? And now, like, he's staring at Lacey for what, like? 17 minutes straight it's absurd yeah, even when tony's over there like laughing lathering her up with like suntan lotion and shit yeah yeah so not not painting not painting man of great picture here but i mean somewhat accurate anyway so um then wh- what what is the synchronized swimming scene where did this come from <laughs> it's right this, now and this is total cocaine use. it's gotta be it's <laughs> huh, like, what if we just threw in what if we just threw in a fucking synchronized swimming scene like what, are, what is what is that? I don't know. I just get like weird Sandlot vibes from this scene. That's what yeah. I thought, but this came out before the right. Sandlot. So did the maybe Sandlot, Sandlot got it from here? I don't know. Right, and then of course we get the little baby Ruth incident here. Yeah. Uh, so two girls are sitting on the edge of the pool. One of them's Angie. Uh, the one girl offers to Angie a bite of her baby Ruth. I thought it was but a thousand I, grand I, bar. Is it a baby Ruth? No, it's baby Ruth. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's definitely Ruth. a baby Fucking Ruth. Because because honestly, I was watching it today. And when I saw it, I was like, I kind of want a baby Ruth oh. right now. <laughs> and that's pretty weird because it was like mirroring a turd. Right. So what? Wow, God, Spackler doesn't God. seem so to give a, a fuck. So a guy tries to grab it no. out of uh, Angie's hand, and so she chucks it in the pool. Smale's wife shows up, and everyone is getting out of the pool because they think it's a turd. And yep. Spaulding is oblivious to all of this. He's snorkeling his way up there and almost gets the quote-unquote turd right onto the face. <laughs> flash forward carl is in a hazmat suit now that the pool has been drained 
uh, scraping up water, squeegeeing it out, picks up the turd and takes a big old bite out of it, causing Smale's wife to faint. I don't see what the big deal yeah. is. That's all he said. <laughs> like, he doesn't even... He smells well, it. Right. He doesn't even acknowledge... He doesn't even say, like, hey, it's just a candy bar. He just leaves it at that. He just, he just takes, takes a, a bite. bite. Yeah. And this, and this, again, was where I was like, he's <laughs> that self-aware that he's just being funny. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Like, yeah. But that's just Bill Murray, I think, at the same yeah. time. So, Right. So now we flash to, like, that evening, and Lacey has shown up at Ty's house. Um, seems to be uninvited. Uh, he didn't necessarily know she was coming by, and his place is a fucking pigsty. Uh, he's got two sparkling water bottles that have ha- are half drank, and he pours one into the other, trying to make it look like he's given her a fresh one. Um, he the, then... Oh, I asked Jim this before the, the pod. I'm like, did he just put like a drug in her drink? And I was like, oh, now I get it. Because I was like, Jesus Christ. Whoa. No, and he, screwed no. a, he tried to screw a cap back on. He tried to make, to make it look it like, look he was like it was her, yeah, something brand a new. A full bottle. Yeah. Good. So thanks, Jim, for pointing that out before I brought up. That yeah, there I got was just you. a horrible scene in this movie. Yeah. Otherwise, but... I would not be able to watch this movie without focusing on how problematic that would be. But yeah, that would have been rough. Instead, rough. he just gives her tampering with consumer goods so that's fine um (laughs) he then sits down to play the piano and they're taking tequila shots and she says oh that's rough and he says no you're not taking them right he puts salt on his hand snorts the salt uh bites the lemon which not limes for whatever reason and then just takes the shot and throws it over his shoulder i got a hot take that salt was probably cocaine (laughs) i'm not gonna disagree with you no it's maybe in the middle of the movie i wouldn't doubt it well, if they're snorting that much coke, you think they'd rather snort salt or something like fake snort- salt? He's probably like, no, just put some cocaine on my hand. Yeah, we're do doing it. it already. Yeah, and I guess I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then eventually they go nude swimming in his swimming pool and they go down the water slide and that's great. Um, he's then, she's laying on his bed and he gives her a massage but spills oil all over her like the massage it was an accident Jim. yeah yeah it was an accident in real life too apparently oh really yeah he he screwed up the bottle and knocked the cap off so the the actress i now i forget her name too um was apparently really uncomfortable because so much of that scene was ad-libbed and like cindy morgan yes thank you um and like she didn't necessarily like how the scene was going um, because Chevy Chase was just so off the rails, so to speak. He was a little crazy in that scene. It was pretty fucking weird. Right. Um, she then the, then says, forget the massage and just kiss me, you fool. He lays down on her back and proceeds to slide off because she's so oiled up. <laughs> so I think if that was ad-lib, that's actually pretty funny. I think that the he sliding like, off part is funny. off. Yeah. But like the whole accident thing, not, not, eh, yeah. It's got to be hard. Well, I mean, to... yeah, that sucks. If she, if they're making her uncomfortable, then it's not okay. Right. Well, it's right. got to be hard too to like act in a movie with like Rodney Dangerfield specifically and Chevy Chase and Bill Murray, who got they're they're notorious for pushing they're, well, the limits. A little well, bit. that not necessarily, but also they're great. They're great comedians and they're great at ad libbing. So it's like you're in the middle of shooting a scene and they're just kind of like going off the rails and you're just supposed to react. That's got to be tough, you know. Well, especially when you're not trained in improv, right, too, right? right. Like, n- not knowing how to continue a scene like that, you know, how many bad takes did they probably get? Right, exactly. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, 
when you film a movie with such like you know a quote unquote comedic geniuses like were in this movie like that's what they made a career on is like basically ad lib and they're so good at it right. you know it's got to be tough for like you know air quotes normal actors to like kind of just hang with them you know it's got to be tough right yeah right so it's at this point now that we get to the yacht club danny shows up in a fucking double-breasted jacket and a captain's hat <sighs> Smales shows up God. wearing the exact same fucking thing. He's he's brown nosing so bad for this fucking. Yep. He wants the scholarship. scholarship. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So right before they go to christen uh, the judge's new boat, uh, Lacey just tells Danny, "You want to go get high?" And so they they get out of there. Amen. Um, the the judge's wife takes the champagne bottle. Um. And says she's going to christen the boat the Flying Wasp. She hits it on, like, this long board or pointy part, prow, sticking out of the front of the boat, and snaps it right the fuck off. Instead of breaking the glass bottle, yes, just breaks an entire wooden piece of the boat. Yeah, and Smales then shouts, well, don't just stand there, go get some glue. (laughs) God. Um, it's at this point that Chervik is on a big fucking speedboat yacht out in the harbor. Um, oh my god, this scene just went on and on. He buzzes past uh, Smales', Smales it boat once. It, it was unreal. Keeps upsetting jet skis by, by the wake of his boat. Fucking runs over a dinghy. Yeah. Gets a guy fishing hooked on the back of the boat and is dragging him through the water. Well, that's, that part killed me because the guy literally looks like he's casting right at the fucking boat. And then just gets right. drugged through like a fucking ski. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Right. So Chervik is barreling towards Smales' boat finally hits reverse and stops inches away from the boat and proceeds to drop his anchor right through the middle of the boat. <laughs> drown the fucking thing. And, and yep. shouts, hey, you scratched my anchor. <laughs> and, and the funny part, too, is just how small Smale's boat is, too. Like, it's just a tiny little... Right. It's like a two-person sailboat. craft, yeah. yeah. Right. And, and, like, there's this whole party for for this. I don't know. It's, it's Part fun. of the funniest thing about the scene for me is, like, actually watching, like, the people on um, uh, Chervik's, like, big yacht during this scene. They're just, like, dancing in the back as yeah. he's just, like, drive-biving, like, <laughs> fucking 60 people and, like, crashing their boats and flooding them with water. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. And this is where, again cocaine use had to be present <laughs> well, yeah <laughs> can't do this had shit sober be. dude because it's like oh we should have eight fucking jet skis driving <laughs> right? at them they're all wiping out and i'm like jeez christ okay all right so so now we're at smales's house he's still smales himself is still at the yacht club or en route home we see uh lacy and danny they have some sex it's great <laughs> There it is. Yeah, need it. Dude, every sex scene in any movie now, just have some sex. It's great. That's what you should say, Jim. Noonan. Unless it's not yeah, great. Noonan's getting around, man. It's not no. good. Not good. Yeah, the, the mullet works, man. I guess so. You know? I'm, um, okay, like, let me just come But now, in the it. last 20 minutes. I don't find him. What I'm saying, but. He's like, not an attractive person. Well, now, in the last 20 minutes, mm-hmm. Lacey has hooked up with however old Ty whatever the fuck his name is and now danny ty webb Tem- now danny noonan like a day later what the fuck's going on yeah and and that's just the part where i'm like okay well, you kind of wrote her as a rough character because it's like look at danny noonan he's like a goofy ass looking dude i don't know whatever but it, it's the plot of the movie right. so so 
at this point, Danny is in his underwear and Smales walks into the bedroom. They're, they did it on Judge Smales' bed. <laughs> in his robe. <laughs> yeah. And then Smales tries to take Danny out with a nine iron. Yep. Crashing um, in the, the old room. And there's old people downstairs asking, I thought we were going to have tea as like this is all happening. And um, then that the butler is like holding the tea and it falls oh, down. And the, the old people are like, that well, must the be tea. the tea. <laughs> God. Um, so at this point, the judge chases Danny into the bathroom where somehow his wife is already naked and in the shower. Um, Can she you said, loop on my stretch marks? Yeah. She then oh sees that it's Danny and not Judge Smales. Um, he kind of gives her eyes. a look like, hey, yeah. you look good. And she looks back. Gives him the eyes. Nah. Gives Before Noonan. he jumps out the window yeah. and is gone. Noonan gave the eyes back. Yeah, well, she, did, like a... she didn't deny it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good God. <laughs> it's horrifying. Good God. <laughs> 80s. So now we're back at the country club. Um, there's thunder in the sky. Golfers are turning away from the course. And Carl is... The bishop says that says to Carl he wants to get nine holes in before Whoa, you, you can't, before you the can't rain skip, rolls in. You you can't skip his little Cinderella boy at Augusta. <laughs> oh, crowd, he's fucking whacking he's off flowers with a scythe. Yeah. yeah, and and the, my favorite line: the normally reserved crowd at Augusta. <laughs> it's going wild. Well, do you Carl, notice he hits like seven different clubs on the one hole? Because he's like he's about four hundred fifty-five yards out. He hits two iron, iron. Two iron from there. <laughs> and then he swings again. He's like, well, no, he's about 300 yards out with a five iron. And then he's like 185 with his eight iron now. Oh, it's in the hole. It's great. It's in the <laughs> hole. <laughs> the normally reserved crowd at Augusta. It's going wild. It's, it's going it's wild. So <laughs> that had to be improv. It has to it be. It almost had to be. You can't make that shit yeah. up, dude. I was yeah. reading that Bill Murray didn't tell them what he was going to do. He just asked for four rows of chrysanthemums to be planted. Oh, oh fuck yeah. God. Let's go. Amazing. I love that. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so it's at this point that uh, Carl gets waylaid to be a caddy for the bishop. Um, they go out and it starts pouring. Other golfers are turning back and uh, the the bishop says, you know, I, should we keep going and drenched carl says i'd keep playing i don't think the heavy stuff will come down for quite a while (laughs) and we see like the judge or sorry not the judge like the priest he's like making ridiculous putts like through the wet fucking greens they're like blasting past and just rolling back into the the wind is yeah it's i'm on course i'm on pace for the course record he says or something at one point yeah he hits he hits the putt in the in the hole and then a frog jumps out (laughs) oh it's good stuff good stuff so on the last green, he misses his putt, shouts rat farts, raises his club in the air, and proceeds to get struck by lightning. <laughs> He's dead. Carl He's dead. quickly puts down the guy's clubs and just runs away. So the- I mean, as, as I wrote here, it's it's one of the most ridiculous scenes in like cinema history. It's just it's absurd. It is absurd because the guy just dies like it's where and the- no one even gives a fuck. There's no mention it's of where it. The- and and this is the, coming the course right stays after- fucking open. Yeah. And this is right after this boat scene. It's like, this is where the movie just was like, all right, we're going to go off the rails for like 10 Well, minutes. I can't imagine like, going to Viroqua and on like the 14th green, you just find a dead priest. <laughs> and like, yeah. oh shit. Yeah. We're just going to stay open the next day. You know? What yep, the fuck? Yep. Just got to clean him off the grass, you know? So it's at this point now that we find Danny at the caddy shack. He's clearly slept there overnight trying to avoid smales. 
Maggie shows up and she is upset. Uh, he asks her what's wrong. She says, I'm late. Late for what? For not being pregnant. Mm. I'm trying to say that with yeah, an Irish accent. Irish. Yeah, she didn't work. For not being pregnant. She <laughs> is pretty bad, actually, though. It's got to be fake. This oh, is yeah. such an unnecessary scene. I feel like this this sort of a scene was in every 80s movie, right. sadly. Well, and then, like, well, Danny's, I think... like, he doesn't admit to, like, sleeping with um, Lacey at this point. Lacey. But he's like, I've been bad. But then he agrees to, like, you know... I'll help out with the kid. I'll marry you. And she just goes, thanks for nothing. <laughs> that was just like the worst <laughs> line delivery in the whole movie, to be honest. I liked it because um, at one point she was like, how do you know that it's yours? Like, I like the fact that, yes, Danny's fucking around, but she's like, I did. I agree. I, I agree. Because that's like what you'd expect maybe from it's like, realistic. Yeah, college slash high school kids in the 80s, maybe, you know? Yeah. Right. It may it makes it a little bit better at, at like yeah, it does. So I, I like I'll that give you part that. Yeah. So it's at this point that someone is sent to track down Danny and take him to Smale's office back up at the main country club. Um, he makes Danny sit down and says, uh, "You know, you can still be a gentleman someday if you're decent. We don't need any loose talk about Lacey." Um, and he, he kind of threatens Danny. He says, you know, as a judge, I've sentenced boys younger than you to the gas chamber. <laughs> God, He's just like full of shit, though, right? A ridiculous line. So well, then I don't Danny know, says he wants to be good. And Smale says, are you my pal, Mr. Scholarship Winner? And Danny, unfortunately, has to say, yes, sir, I'm your pal. Some real weird vibes yeah. going on with this whole scholarship thing. I don't know. It's pretty fucking weird. <laughs> So now we're at the bar later on that day oh, or that great. evening. The bishop is absolutely shit-faced. So he's not dead. This is great scene. He looks fucking fried, though. And he's he's nuts. He's screaming, there is no God. There is he's no so God. drunk. He's like, you're the he's bishop. So you can't say shit like that. There's no God or something like that. <laughs> it's so funny. All because he got struck down by lightning trying to get the well, course That's not the same guy, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, he didn't die? The same. same one. No, no, he's not dead. Oh, fuck. I'm gob. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. That makes it ten times funnier then. So Chervik rolls in and is talking about how trashy this Bushwood place is and says maybe he'll buy it. At this point, Smales tries to choke him out, and Ty has to break up the fight, so they go to um, uh, his office to try and settle their differences. Flash to the 18th green. Maggie is dancing around in her nightgown, runs up to Danny. She's apparently not pregnant. Yeah. Nope. And apparently Danny just happens to be standing on the 18th green, too, for some Yeah, reason. just hanging yeah. out on the green. <laughs> so in Smale's office, Chervik is wagering Smales that they're going to play 18 holes for 10 grand. Um, and then uh, the the judge raises it to 20 grand for, for pairs. It's going to be hopefully Ty and Chervik versus uh, the doctor. And, and they call him Dr. Beeper, yeah. I forget, because he's got his beeper that's constantly going off. And uh, Judge Smales. Uh, Ty says, I don't play for money or against people. Um, so Smales finally pulls Ty aside and says, you know, your dad helped build this club with me um, after the war. Some people simply don't belong here. And so then Ty says, let's make it 40,000. You know, my dad never liked you. Right. Big so he tried to like bribe him at first, but now Ty's in it just to just to shame him, I think. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
So now we get a flash to the supply hut, I called it. This is apparently where Carl lives. He's Mm -hmm. making various woodland animals, squirrels and rabbits and gophers, out of plastic explosives. Do do you understand the animal? You have to become the animal. (laughs) I gotta get inside this dude's pelt and crawl around for a few days. I'm gonna use his buddy the squirrel and his friend the rabbit to get close to him. (laughs) Unreal. So then Ty is golfing at nighttime and fucking shanks one right through Carl's window. He rolls up and asks Carl if he can play through. They finally find his ball. It's landed on an old donut. It's one of the best scenes uh-huh. in the movie, dude. I think this. And is, this yeah, is apparently is. the only scene that Bill Murray and Chevy Chase share yeah, again because of is. their feud. They did not like each other. I think this is almost one hundred percent ad lib, too. Is from what I've. It wouldn't it, surprise yeah. me. It feels yeah, like it. It does. It does feel it's like great. It. Because cause it starts off with Carl being like, you've been acting psychotically lately. <laughs> well, that's the thing. is like they talk about Ty acting psychotic. I, we never saw it, really, in the movie. I don't know. Right. No, I mean, yeah. It's just Car- it's funny because Carl's been acting psychotically the entire right. movie, and he's the one saying yeah. that line. So, so, like, Ty's just trying to hit his ball off the fucking – he's like, can you give me a ruling on this? And he's, like, asking for a drop <laughs> and all sorts of stuff. To which Carl, like, tells him to fucking smoke a giant fucking doobie and then... It's like 12 inches yeah, long. take Ouch. a pull of fucking whiskey or whatever the fuck it was, like, back and forth, back and forth between that stuff. Nasty. And the best part is that Carl says he invented his own type of grass for a golf course, and that's what they're smoking. And apparently, whatever grass he invented is smokable. Because <laughs> he said you can that play 36 be... holes on this and then take it home and smoke it or something. Like... And be a billion dollar idea That's right ridiculous. there so yeah. so ty hits his ball out and carl says he's just gonna clean up a bit grabs a leaf blower and starts blowing shit, shit away over the place so now it's the money match next morning they're on the first tee and danny is asked by smales to caddy for him instead of caddying for ty uh ty doesn't like this he says to the guy who does end up caddying for him don't, don't s- smile at me too much <laughs> well it is this goofy looking caddy like yeah he's just he's smiling ear to ear he's a goofball well, Ty strikes so, you too as like some sort of like he's very like I don't superstitious. know superstitious. I would best best way to put it like he golfed really good when Danny caddied for him like before. So right yeah. last night he was golfing like shit, shit. when he was by yeah. himself. So Smales get him gets himself stuck under a tree. Um, we don't know what holds on. We obviously don't see all eighteen of them because that would take forever. Um, but he's using again that good old foot wedge to get himself out from under the tr- <laughs> out from under the tree, as um, various caddies and employees are gathering, making bets on what's going to happen in this game. It's somehow gotten around that this is a one hundred thousand dollar game, wow. um, which it's not. No, it's only forty thousand. Forty a piece yeah, or forty a pair. Eighty thousand. Yeah. No, well, Sorry. twenty a so piece. Almost. Yeah, 80,000, sure. yeah, I guess. Sure. Okay, I, I'm In getting total. a little too technical here. I'm sorry. So, the, at one point, a gopher steals Chervik's ball. Yeah, that um, just he just gets away with it, too. Yeah, then, then we're at the turn, and Al and Ty are apparently behind. They're playing like crap. Um, Ty says, you know, you're not very good. That's it. He just, yeah, like, just, good. just <laughs> leaves it there. Um, so, Al is pissed. And proceeds to double the wager to the judge. So now it's 80000 a pair, and the judge very quickly agrees. 
Carl has been dropping plastic explosives and gopher holes all over the course. The gopher finds a rabbit and a squirrel and is very wary of them. He knocks on one of a, one of their foreheads and it doesn't move. So well, there's he... wires coming out of it. It's clear <laughs> as fucking day. It's not, like, private. But it's a gopher. He doesn't fucking yeah, but, know. Yeah, but they did show earlier that he spied on him. The gopher yeah, has a scene true. where he gopher sees... Knows. Yeah, he knows he's making clay fucking animals right now. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> So at some point here, Al is continuing to play poorly and says, hey, I should have stayed home and played with myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Been there. Um, Danny tells Ty that he saw Smales cheating and Ty doesn't care. He says no one likes a tattletale. It's true. Um, Chervik proceeds to tee off. His ball bounces off of a ball washer, very lightly taps him in the bicep, and he says, oh, my arm is broken. So the doctor comes over and says, yeah, it could be a fractured ulna. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. So so the judge wants them to forfeit. And the manager, who is being referee of the game, says, no, they can have a substitute. So the judge says, oh, Spalding will play for you. And of course, they don't fucking agree to that. So they choose Danny. The judge tries to lean on Danny and says, you don't want to do something that is such a, so against the rules at Bushwood. And Danny then starts playing incredibly well when he agrees to play because Chervik says he'll make it worth his while. Right. Because we have to assume means. he's losing the caddy scholarship, but Chervik will pay him. Right. right. And Noonan's actually really fucking good from what we've seen. Yep. Right. Yeah. I mean, he won the caddy tournament, right. which amongst a whole bunch of other people who probably like to play golf... I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. At one point here, Ty hits his ball and it gets stuck literally on the beak of a bird and the bird flies away with it. And then what does Chervik say? He's like, that's good luck. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's in for 40 grand at this point, yeah, right? right? Each individual is in for 40 grand and he doesn't want to lose the money. Um, at this point, we see Carl spreading more explosives. He bites the head off of one of the gopher plastic like explosives. And spits it into the hole. God. And now they're on the final green, and it's all tied up. The doctor misses his putt, sinks the second one. Um, the, the judge says to Spalding, I think this calls for the old Billy Baru. Yep. Pulls out this ancient fucking wooden golf club, and he he's like making out with the thing. He's got it Billy, on his Billy, mouth, Billy, whispering Billy. to it. <laughs> It's weird. <laughs> so so he then sinks his putt. Carl is laying wire out to the plunger for his explosives. Ty then misses his putt, sinks the follow-up, and says to Danny, don't worry about this one. If you miss it, we lose. Yep. <laughs> so Danny reads his lie. Chervik shouts over to the judge, double or nothing that he makes this putt so now it's so is he in for like one hundred sixty thousand at this point no so no it's 80 grand a piece now right okay so, so they combine their 160 but yeah right right because even if danny makes this putt it's still a push right so in reality the only options were that either no one pays anything out or that chervik and ty lose yeah right right so I don't know. I would have just let let sleeping dogs lie and hoped he made the putt. Right. Um, but I'm not an aggressive gambler. Right. So Danny then does proceed to make the putt after the judge says he's in. And 
he shorts it. There's like one blade of grass holding this ball out of the hole as Carl pushes the plunger on the plastic explosive. the entire course. <laughs> yeah, the course explodes um, to some of the best classical music. Isn't it like Ride of the Valkyries, I think, or something? Yeah, exactly. That one. And the manager, the Caddyshack manager, is very intently watching his ball as it very slowly falls into the hole. Everyone screams and cheers. Maggie kisses Danny. Uh, Carl runs away from the smoking ruins of the golf course. <laughs> Chervix like clubs all shoot out of his bag. Um, and then Chervix finally says, shouts, hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. <laughs> yeah, that's his last line of the movie. And, yeah. and the, the that's final scene That's what he does is... the whole movie. <laughs> it's true. Anybody can see me on Anthony, pod. I know, but see like, his eyes are like, yeah, we're all going to get laid. It's cocaine, people. <laughs> it's this is what cocaine up, dude. does. It's all he does. <laughs> the final thing you see is the gopher pops up out of a hole. It he coughs dead. some smoke and starts to dance to I'm all right. The, the, the gopher that cannot be killed. Um, do you yeah. let Let's it... ride right into scores here. I give this movie a nine. Oh! I love this movie. I like Holy it. Holy shit. I like it. Oh it's my. so great. It's iconic. It's funny. And it still holds up 40 years later. Seriously. Not many comedies hold up even a year. Okay. That's true. All right. All right. True. I'll do mine next. Um, I gave it a seven out of 10. Um, before we even get into that, what's this bullshit about me giving tens? A lot. I've given what four tens out of twenty. I think the problem was is that you gave like three in a row. Is okay. Yeah, the, you did. Yeah. The Dark Knight was one of them. That's fair. Then we did Once Upon Star a Time Wars. in Hollywood. Star Wars Episode I, Five true. was one of them. I mean, and Judas and the Black Messiah and Truman Show. It's been a lot, man. I wasn't on for Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, but gave, yeah, but you called us Jim and still gave us your like score, sucker. It's a fucking phenomenal movie. It's uh, good. Life-changing yes. type movie. Very but good. no, this is this is a 7 out of 10. Um, I'm a little upset that I'm considered like the guy who gives high scores here. But You actually gave I the enjoy- lowest score because I... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Because I got to be the Simon Cowell here a little bit. Um, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I think the comedy holds up pretty well, but like the chaos of it just has led me to give it that seven out of ten. Like it's enjoyable. Um, I like. I'd like to see it again, but it's just so fucking ridiculous at points that I can't give it that high of a score. Um, another piece of critique here is. Guys, you gotta stop using the word rewatchable. You keep saying rewatchable, what and do you there's mean? a rival. There's a rival podcast known as the Rewatchables. Why? Because I listen to it constantly, and you keep saying it. Would you ever I do say not it keep if you didn't? Saying it. I have a counter of how many times I'm you guys sure have said you it. Do what is? I it? do. I think it's about thirty-three. Oh, since get I, fucked! It's not that I'm, much. I'm, I swear to God. Get no way. I know I said it last podcast, but I. Doubt it's been any more since then, Anthony. It happens every episode. No, no, it does not. <laughs> it, this you, what happening right for you right now is the Mandela effect. You're like, oh no, that definitely doesn't happen. It's, it's been happening. Okay, all right. <laughs> like, I've made him very mad right now. But yeah, it's seven out of ten for me. Let's lead into Anthony's score. <laughs> no, uh, whatever. The rewatchables, Bill Simmons, the Ringer podcast. They have a great. They're great. I'll give them a shout out. I do not. We do not say rewatchable thirty-seven times a podcast. No, we do no, not. Not a, not a pod since I've been listening to you guys 
alone, it's been about 33 times. I don't know. I take offense to that, Jim. I don't think we've said rewatchable 30 times. Every time Anthony says rewatchable, Jim follows it with saying a rewatchable. Do you count that? I think I've I said do. that like twice. I don't think that counts. Yeah. That counts. Come it counts. On. So yeah, maybe we we've gotta, said it like four times. That e- we got to come up with our own. Like we got to come, come up with our own thing. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I got. I had to bust you guys' balls. Yeah, on you're that fucking one. pissing me off. All right, I get it. <laughs> eight out of ten. Um, I'll, I'll, I like a lot of it is it's some stuff does not age well, but like I'll speak what Jim said. Like we talked about it. Like so much of the stuff, it's so much not as vulgar as I thought it was going to be on like a rewatch. Like so much of the stuff does hold up, and it's just you're, you're we're at the age where like our late mid to late 20s you know all we do is golf and drink beer now pretty much when we hang out with our friends like this is just like the perfect movie for that time of year and i just we picked a great time to 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 rewatch it scott there you go <laughs> dude you almost yeah, did it do, again i just did it for you you dumbass uh. <laughs> um no but it's it's fun it's awesome i love it it's definitely a classic a cult classic uh eight out of ten for me for sure i love it so are you boys ready for some trivia? I think it's about to get very contested. It's been a while. <laughs> Am I still winning? It's been a while. Of course since you are. To, yeah. The I score a... is eleven. Anthony six. Scott. I got the six. Fuck. Yeah, got... you you did pretty well. I, I thought a... the last time we I did had this. a big one last time. You got five points last mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. So of your six. I needed it. So here's a reminder on the rules. I will read the question. I will give you options. First person to raise their hand and get it right gets two points. The other person gets an opportunity to steal for one point. Is there okay? A, um, is there a theme? There's a theme. What is the theme? You'll find out. Okay. <laughs> okay. First question: Which Mortal Kombat character was oh, created fuck. by Ed Boon and John Tobias and first appeared as an unplayable character in Mortal Kombat Two? Options are Scorpion, Reptile, Noob Cybot, or Johnny Cage. Scott? Johnny Cage. That is incorrect. Fuck. Anthony DeSteel. Options are Scorpion, Reptile, or Noob Cybot. You're welcome for cutting one off. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, make it easier. <laughs> I mean, you can guess Johnny Cage again. It'll still be no, wrong. No, I'm going to guess Scorpion. That is also incorrect. Fuck. Is it Noob uh, Cybot? Okay. Yeah, it is. God damn it. And, you, you, the one Ed guy Boone, did not like... B-O-O-N. Backwards is noob. John uh-huh. Tobias. Backwards is Cybot. So oh. noob Cybot was the character they came up with together. Jim's are too, these? Gee, Jim's too smart for us, Scott. Are so these all Mortal Kombat related? No, they're all video game related. Oh, because we're watching Mortal Kombat next week. Yeah, this is advantage, I, Anthony. I might have a chance for sure. here. Yeah. Yeah. In what year did the PlayStation Two launch in the USA? Options are ninety nine, two thousand. 01 or 02 it was that late dude one year popped right into my head and i do yeah, not what know is if this is correct i'm gonna say 2001 oh wrong God! oh i got okay wait what were the options again so remaining is uh 99 2000 or 02 i think it's 02 also wrong it was 2000 damn, damn it damn so it. you're telling me 21 years ago yeah. that system came out the- Best yeah. one of the best systems of all time. Oh my god, PS2. that's crazy! And that was the USA launch, not Japan, because it did launch in Japan first, I believe. Wow, 
shit. Oh, man, we're getting old. Okay, now we're tying back into movies a little bit more. We're waxed. Which video game movie had the highest worldwide gross? Options are Rampage, Detective Pikachu, The Angry Birds Movie, or Warcraft. Highest worldwide gross. Scott. Is it The Angry Birds Movie? They're wrong. Shit. Anthony. (laughs) Options are Rampage, Detective Pikachu, or Warcraft. I, I mean, it's got to be Warcraft, right? That's correct. Yeah. Oh, Had a worldwide gross of $439 million. Um, I remember that These are not the top four. I picked ones that could be convincing, right. though. Detective Pikachu had the highest U.S. gross. But I was thinking that movie made a shit ton of money just because of how popular the Warcraft series is. Yeah, the yeah. game is popular worldwide. Right. Next question. What arcade game first introduced Mario as a playable character? Options are Donkey Kong Jr., Super Mario Brothers, Regular Mario Brothers, or Donkey Kong. <laughs> what was the first <laughs> We're thing so you <laughs> Options are Donkey Kong Jr., Super Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers, or Donkey Kong. Scott. Mario Brothers. That is incorrect. Fuck off. Remaining options are Donkey Kong Jr., Super Mario Brothers, or Donkey Kong. I'm going to say Donkey Kong Jr. Also incorrect. Fuck. It was Donkey Kong. God oh my it. God. Came out in 1980. He climbed ladders and avoided barrels. Yep. Mario did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mario was who you played as, and he tried to reach Donkey Kong, who had stolen Princess Peach, I believe. So Donkey Kong was the bad guy in Donkey Kong? Yeah. I don't think he's ever really been a good guy. Oh. Wow. Okay. Well, this is not going well. Yeah. This has been going poorly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What is the best selling pinball machine of all time? Options are Adam's Family, Playboy, Kiss, or Terminator 2 Judgment Day. One of those is correct. Uh, I know what I want to say. I do too, but he's raising his hand. Oh, your hand's up? Sorry, I I only get to see the hidden portion. What's your answer? I want to say Terminator 2 because I played it at like seven different places. And it's incorrect. It's got to be Playboy then. It's the Addams Family. Fuck! Over 21,000 units sold. Stop. I played the T2. T2 was at um pizza doctor scott that's why I oh is that when we played all the time yes it's been okay. at i've played it at multiple places that's why i was like well fuck i don't know uh, then I've played next it time too. i will endeavor to write sports trivia and play a little bit more to your <laughs> my my category of contestants. well you saw you saw how well this went um, yeah what do we got one this... more left one question no that no, was it. it that was oh, all and i you, got one you... point out of four and i got none <laughs> So our new score is 12 to 6 with Anthony still leading. Big change. Brutal. Wow. Yikes, guys. Brutal. Sorry. I mean, I'm sure we'll get ripped apart. I I tried, man. I was, well, we're doing Mortal Kombat next week. Video game stuff. Oh, my God. That was bad. Well, and you got to remember, you know, I'm not that much of a gamer, guys. Like, I, I. I never have been. I I like the PS2 a lot. We played that a lot, Anthony. But like, I never got into the um, advanced generation consoles. I I just got a PS4 and I played NBA 2K. I mean, Jim literally asked us a question about ping pong, Scott. He wasn't really getting too much into the advanced generation. Fair, fair enough. (laughs) 
Fair enough. I think That's you mean true. pinball. He did mean pinball. pinball. I was gonna it's just. Time to I was gonna let pod. it go. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna let it go. Don't but let you it go. had. Don't let it yeah. go. <laughs> right. I deserve it. All right. Um, Upcoming movies next week: Mortal Kombat, available to stream on HBO Max, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm gonna have to find a way to watch that. And you have and... my account, you cocksucker. I do, but like I don't have the TV to put it onto, so I'm gonna have to um, probably watch on my phone or my last laptop. Last case or scenario, just log on to HBOMax.com and just watch the goddamn movie. <laughs> Anthony's off the rails right now. Not off the I, rails. I, you don't have to watch it on your phone. Is all I'm saying. It, it, what I was it was this because of the rewatchables comment? Was this what it? Well, now it, set it, it is because you made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Dumb. Oh, how do we even finish an episode? I forgot. Jim, where can you find us on the on the social media sphere? As always, you can follow us on Twitter at we've underscore seen underscore that. Like us on Facebook or email us at seen that podcast at gmail.com. That's S-C-E-N-E that podcast at gmail.com. Alright, well it was good to be back. This was a fun episode. Um I love when we go off the rails personally. I think that's my favorite part of the podcast. Um I'm sorry, Jim, in advance for some of the editing he's had to do on this episode <laughs> because of Anthony and I's off the rail comments. But uh, I had fun. I had fun being back, and and I'm excited. We missed for, you, man. I'm as excited. much shit as we give you, we missed you. And that's the same. Is like I was saving up some shit I had to give you guys. So um, I had I had a fun time, and um, as Jim's finishing his beer, there it appears. Um, so with that being said, this is the thirty first. 32 32nd sorry guys fuck 32nd episode of the we've seen that podcast i'm scott i'm anthony and i'm jim and roll credits